Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today I'm answering your YouTube questions with my brother from the same mother, D. D, what is going on? Welcome back. It seems like we were just here. It does that seem like we were here. Really like, it, like almost like it was about a week ago. Like yeah, it ago. does. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Roughly seven days ago. About, yeah, about that. Probably pretty close to about the same time about a week ago, too. Yeah. But this time is different. We it have is. a duck. We do. We've added Puddles to the uh, to the setup today, as you can see right here. So everybody, welcome Puddles to the, uh, to the live stream. And it's Puddles, like something that you would step in when it rains. So welcome Puddles to the live stream. But um, today, if this is your first time here, we are answering your YouTube questions. So if you're a content creator, um, we are here to help demystify uh, what you know what is going on here with YouTube and everything that it takes you know when it comes to being a content creator uh, based on you know our lots of experience that we have and um, because of that there's a form that's down in the description where you can put your questions and if you put your questions in there right now they will get answered on the stream today so make sure that you do get your questions down there um, in addition to that if you are watching this on the replay one of the things that uh, we also do here is we make sure to add timestamps to this so if you are watching this on the replay make sure you hit the video description you can actually look around unless you want to sit back and listen to everything which is also fine but um if you want to see if we answered anything that's specific to something you're trying to figure out then in that case make sure that you hit the timestamps and you'll be able to hop to whatever questions it is that you would like to get the answers to who's sponsoring today's show Today's show is brought to you by TubeBuddy, which is the number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery. TubeBuddy will help you test your thumbnails to make sure that the thumbnails that you are using are effective for the people that you are trying to reach. In addition to that, TubeBuddy also has a ton of additional features. Maybe not a ton, but it's How 90. Many? Yeah, it's 90 different features. It might even be more than that now because they keep adding on to it because they're adding some really cool AI tools and stuff like that. But TubeBuddy is a tool to help YouTube content creators. So make sure that you check out TubeBuddy when you get the chance at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. And our stream is co-brought to you by StreamYard, which is the live streaming platform that we use to stream this every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. And the reason that we use it is because it's easy. They make it really easy to ensure that your stream stays up because sometimes you have technical problems and it causes your computer to go down or maybe your internet and when those types of things happen StreamYard stays open which then holds the audience for you so you don't have to start your stream again from scratch which is fantastic in addition to that they make it easy to bring on guests to add graphics to your screen and a whole bunch of other things in fact StreamYard has just added this week because they're constantly adding new features for live streamers they've just added the option to add markers to your live stream as well so let's say as you are streaming inside of StreamYard, if you have a moment in streamer like hey this is good i'm going to come back and sample this out later then in that particular case you can just hit the marker and then you'll know that something of interest happened in that particular area which is even more efficient if you have people that are you know downloading your live streams and then you know they're working with them after the fact um, it can also be used as a guide of sorts with them which is really cool um, another thing that i do want to let you know about just because i put out a video about it recently um, with opus clip and a lot of you have signed up for um, opus clip through you know that particular video so i do also want to just give you the heads up as well for those of you that did that they now have the option to do one by one exports um, so now in addition to being able to do vertical content they can also push out one by one so you can put it up on linkedin and you know those types of uh you know sites that have the square videos and they also have the option now um, to remove filler words so when you put your clip in there and it's going through and it's reading everything one of the options that you're going to have is for it to remove filler words so if you 
you say um a lot and other filler words, uh, it's gonna automatically take those out for you, which will make your clips come across a lot smoother and make you look more professional as well. But you can find that at Opus Clip. Um, if you're already a user, you're familiar with it, but if not, I have a link to Opus Clip down in the description below. How many times does it have to listen to you say um before Opus Clips is like, you know what? Yeah, we gotta, we gotta fix this. Yeah. We're not going to edit your videos. Nick. Right, right, um, what do you mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I use um a lot, and, and, and when I'm being mindful about it, I cut back on it, but uh, I'm not always trying to be mindful about it, and I use you know a lot oh, as do? well. Mm -hmm. I, haven't, yeah. I haven't noticed you say you know a lot. Yeah, I do, that's another one. Yeah, hmm. it's another one. So uh, with that out of the way, I do wanna let you know um, because this stream is here for the purpose of answering your questions. So if you have a question about what it is that you're doing, there's a form that is down in the description right now where you can put your questions and we are answering them in the order that they receive. So if we run out of questions, then you know we'll see what happens. But um, if not, if you have a question, make sure you get it into the form right now so we can get it answered for you on the stream today. If we run out of and questions, we just go home. Yeah, we yeah we go home, or you know maybe we'll hop into the chat. Not sure, but it's more organized for everyone. Um, if you can get them into the form itself, or we go home. Yep. So uh, the Dream Builder 21 is actually our first question today, and they do daily content on their YouTube channel. They have an automotive channel. Before we get into this question really quick, for those of you that are here right now, just drop in the chat what type of content you make on your YouTube channel. Like what is your niche on your YouTube channel? Drop that into the chat right now. Uh, just out of curiosity, I just wanna see, you know, just get an idea, you know, kind of get a pulse on what it is that we're doing because maybe when I'm answering some questions, I can make it more relevant, you know, to certain, certain genres of content. If I see, you know, a lot more people in here making a certain type of content compared to others, you know, those types of things. So we got food analysis, comedy in the 90s, we've got personal injury law, scuba diving education, that's cool, car content, roller skating, uh, yam and Rollers, yarn and crochet fun. Roller nice. skating. Oh, nice. Is that what you said? Did you say roller skating? No. I did not. I said comedy 90s and I did, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I yeah. thought you said roller oh, skating. Oh, I did. Yeah, roller skating, crispy skates. Yep, roller skating from crispy skates. That is cool. That I is was cool. going to, before we went live, I was going to tell you maybe, maybe you guys have seen this. They're really popular on TikTok and I'm sure they're on shorts as well. There's a group of older dudes who go to the rink. Oh, nice. And they like skate in like a. Oh, they like you, jam. They skate. Jam, have oh, you seen nice. this? No, I haven't. They're I like haven't. old school, like probably like 1970s, early 80s skaters who have nice. grown up. And now they've gone back. Nice. So they're like playing music. Look at like a group of them coming. Like, I don't know what would you call like a group of skaters. I don't know. I don't maybe know. Like a herd. Yeah, maybe a herd. Yeah. <laughs> a, flock, a, flock sure. skaters, a flock of skaters. A flock of skaters. A murder of skaters. A herd of skaters. I don't know what they're called. But it'd be like a group of these. And, and they're all like, you know, 50 plus, 50, 60 plus. And they're just. They're jamming. Yeah, They're really good, good too. Yeah, good. It's fun. So, um, so the first question here, uh, like I mentioned before, is from Dream Builder Twenty One. They do automotive content. The goal of the channel is to entertain people with my projects to distract them from their day and turn my model car collecting into the real thing. Basically, want to turn those model car collecting into real car collecting. So, uh, the question is, how often should I reach out to an artist I'm trying to collaborate with? I really like the style of music, and they really give the vibe. I'm trying to create for my viewers. The artist is called Tobu. Um, do you have any advice? So, you got to be really careful when you. You are uh, you know using other people's music and when you are reaching out to people some people are going to be awesome with it and they're gonna be like hey this is great i would love for you to use my music other people are going to be really protective of it uh, but i would just try to reach out to them on their social media accounts that's going to be the most efficient way to do it unless they have a dedicated website or something like that with contact information that you can reach out to uh, that would be my approach uh, that'd be my approach on that yeah i'm going to throw a, uh, a little wrench into your plans here okay no. so here's here's the problem with reaching out to artists that are known 
you don't know what's going to happen to their library in the future. As mm. artists are trying to grow, they're going to be putting, they're going to be doing all sorts of different things with their library. Just understand that even if you get permission to use their music now, they could, in theory, sell their library or do some licensing deal with somebody else that could prohibit you from using that in the future. Mm -hmm. So anytime you're trying to use an artist's music uh, that's just like random, you're just like, I just want to reach out to them and see if I can use it. They give you permission. Just know that there's a tiny chance, a tiny, tiny chance that in the future you could end up getting a claim. Yeah, that even happens with established libraries too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with established libraries, that can happen sometimes. So just understand it's a wild card, but but that threat does exist. And uh, really quick, I just want to uh, say Yoko Otako's Treasures. Welcome to the Nimenati um, for the channel membership there. D, Trigger. Oh, which one is it? Uh-oh, uh-oh. So we can skip it for this one, but welcome nope. to the Nimenati. So really quick. Welcome to the Nimenati. When you get the chance, go to nimenvip.com. It's going to redirect you to our members-only Facebook. Um, make sure you fill out all the information on the way in, and I can get you uh, into that as soon as the stream is over today, if you can do it before the stream is done. Uh, and just as a heads up to you, I'm not sure if you have a Discord account or not, but um, this coming week, I was trying to get it done by uh, this week, but I've had a really busy week, so I wasn't able to do it. But this coming week, uh, the next time we stream, or when I stream at home uh, next week, the, uh, the Discord for members is going to be open as well. So if you are a channel member, uh, definitely make sure that you install Discord and just kind of get familiar with it a little bit so that as soon as we go into that, we can hit the ground running um, as well so we hey, can do some fun stuff in there. We didn't like actually, call-ins, for example. We didn't actually answer the guy's question or the, the lady's question about how they should go about reaching out to them, did we? Yeah, I said uh, I said hit their uh, um, About Me pages, hit, their, hit them up on social media um and if they have a website to go get their contact information there it's kind yeah, of the only I, way that's the only way to do it unless you're yeah, trying to show up i would additionally see if they're on Bandcamp or soundcloud and try to contact them that way as mm. well there you go little little addition there you have it yep and, and we've come to the uh consensus that it is a flock of skaters it is yeah i saw crispy skates love the channel yeah. name flock of skaters yeah the, yeah they confirm <laughs> they're like yep flock flock works there you definitely go. flock works there you go so hey as another thing too um just as a heads up so for those of you that uh are in the united states just as a reminder uh your time is getting ready to change does it change all the way across the country i can't remember I, you know what I, yeah, it's going to be changing. So just as a heads up. So when you uh, tomorrow, actually, thanks for the heads up on this from Chantel Hills, by the way. Um, but for a heads up on this, uh, just as a reminder that you are going to be setting your uh, your clocks this uh, Sunday, Sunday morning, I think at 2 a.m. is when uh, when it goes down. What a dumb thing. Mm -hmm. Change the time. It is. <sighs> Adventures with time is the next channel. What are the odds of that? Right. So um, maybe that's I crazy. saw that, you know, maybe it popped up and that's what triggered it in my brain. Maybe I kind of saw it, but didn't like really pay attention. Who knows? Anyway, um, the type of channels watch collecting the goal of the channels to help people find watches. And the question is, I noticed many creators using text on their videos to emphasize the words they are saying, almost like closed captions, but large, large words highlighted as they're said. Do you think this helps retention, especially during the opening? It can. And the reason that people are doing that now is because of the autoplay. 
So if, and that's why they're doing it at the beginning. So if you are on your phone or you're on a computer and you are previewing content where you basically just hover over it or on a mobile device, you just slide it into place and you stop scrolling because the thumbnail and or title grabbed your attention, then YouTube's going to start auto playing that video. And what, what the reason people are doing that is so that when people are seeing it without audio on, they can get some type of context for what it is that's happening in that video. Um, and that way they lock in uh, exactly what it is that they're talking about and they're able to emphasize very specific words based on things that that creator is trying to bring attention to. So because of that, um, if you are also wanting to, you know, get that, uh, oh, you know, give that clarity. Um, you know. Oh, did I? Yeah, yep, yeah, there yeah, we yeah. Go. I've never caught on to you know yep. before. Yeah, it's there. Oh, God. Yeah, now so, I got, so now if, I got another one to like block my ears <laughs> on. Know, right. <laughs> but yeah, if you're wanting to get that clarity, then in that case, uh, that's something that you definitely want to, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> definitely, def definitely want to consider. You yeah. know, you know. You're gonna you're gonna make for like like trashed clips on uh, Opus, you jumping know. in on me with those, yeah. You know. So um, Circle H Scuba says they upload one time per week or more. Uh, the type of channel is education reviews for scuba divers. The goal of the channel is to earn a full-time income with my passion. And the question is, I pulled my audience avatar through my own reach and Facebook groups in my niche. Number one pain point is not having time and money to go diving. Any product ideas to address a pain that I can't seem to directly impact? Not having enough, enough vacation time or money to pay for gear or trips. So um, one thing that you could do and this is just some food for thought, of course, you know, um, like walking down this road heavily would be, you know, more on your end. But just an idea off the top of my head would be to make some videos about cheap places or low cost places that people can go to scuba. In addition to that, uh, making a couple or a handful of videos that are list videos around, you know, cheap uh, or low cost, because I guess you don't want to go cheap when it comes to scuba diving, <laughs> but, but, but lower cost. <laughs> Cut cost uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Discount scuba like, diving. Man, I should have no, used I'm that good. right hose. I yeah. knew I should have uh, used yeah. the better hose. Yeah, those valves didn't work yeah. so well. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, just, just giving people options on lower cost things when it comes to scuba diving to let people know that, you know, even though maybe it is something that's expensive, I've never scuba before. I think you have your license, don't potty, you? Potty certified, baby. Yep. Yeah. So when it comes uh, to that, you know, if there are lower cost things you can do, just bringing those to people's awareness so that you can let people know that they do have those particular options or if there's any type of tours or anything like that where you can uh you know bring it to people's attention then then i would do that as as one of the options but in terms of products just as a heads up when it comes to you know vacation time um not really a lot you can do there outside of you know helping people learn how to manage their time but when it comes to or just have better jobs that let them have more vacation time but when it comes to the gear and trip stuff though you can also lean on that for affiliate revenue as well so then you can add your bottom line for the videos that you are publishing which can help you make more money which will then help you make that full-time income faster so i would definitely be considering that yeah you know somebody who who dies so i i, I haven't i haven't done that in a while but one of the things that kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies is if you don't have your own equipment, right? You don't have your own mask. You don't have your own, you know, if you've got a snorkel, for example, and you go, say we go to Southern Thailand and we go on a, on a trip, we're going to go snorkeling, mm -hmm. for example, right? Not diving, but just snorkeling by itself. Yeah. Even diving, whatever. It, it creeps me out. That it, other people have used the gear? Yes. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, especially because you see, you know, people will like spit on the inside of the, the goggles to kind of keep them clear and that sort of thing. And it's just kind of like, ah, that's kind of gross. Yeah, it is kind of gross. So like, like what, if I'm going to buy two things, not necessarily a snorkel, if you're, but if you're going snorkeling, I'm going to buy the snorkel. Mm. I'm going to buy the goggles. Yeah. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm buying. So you can at least be clean. 
Yeah. yeah. And let people know that too. I mean, that That's, could be a video. Yeah. The gross things about scuba diving. Yeah. 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 Buy the, yeah. If you're going, if you're going scuba diving, this is what you need to buy. Yeah. And, and they're really not I'm that. I'm sure they sanitize them, but it's still gross. Listen, still gross. Listen, okay, seriously, just food for thought. If I spit in my hand, mm -hmm. spit in my hand, and then I just went and washed my hand, would you still want me to come back and put my hand in your face? No, but with that said, we will drink water at Starbucks that's in cups Nobody. that other people have drank from. But they wash those, like right. hot water. But that's what I mean. They probably, I would assume, I could be wrong, but I would assume they, they, they would do that. They don't sterilize that They don't sterilize that stuff? Not like, oh, not in scuba? Not, I've never I been. I hope so. I've never been any. Maybe you can chime in on this. I've never been anywhere where they have like properly sterilized stuff. Okay. okay. There might be laws like in the Western world, mm. but on this side of the world, not happening. No, it's just like just dipping in some water. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. That's that's pretty gross. That's gross. That is gross. Right. Yeah. Sell that stuff. Filthy. As a matter of fact. Yeah. I guess. I, I guess he could also sell sanitation uh, sanitation equipment. For like, hey, if you're going to okay, go rent stuff, here here's go. how Let's, you clean okay, it. Okay, here we go. Here, here's pain points that I've had. Uh, I think it's gross <sighs> that you have to share equipment. What's the best lotion to keep you from getting sunburnt oh. while you're actually in the Listen water? Listen to this. Right? Bringing what's, real heat right here. Yeah. What's the best What's the best thing to wear? Right? Especially if you're going cold water diving. So we were in Iceland. We went, we went in, uh, diving into a glacier in oh, Iceland nice. a few years ago. It was the last time we did it. It was so we do. It was so clear. It was like you were floating, like in, in like in, in the air. Mm. Like you couldn't tell it was the water. It was super clear. Nice, but it was freezing. It was like just really thick. You had to put this whole thing on, and it was like really tight. I don't know. Educate people on things you got to wear, things you got to buy. Helpful, the li little things. Yeah, another thing too. If you are planning on hosting your own trips in the future, then you know keeping those sanitation things in mind. Also, building up to that and letting people know now, hey, I'm going to be doing this trip, and just putting a date on it, so then that way you can make sure you you know you trips. you get everything together, and then start uh, start hosting your own trips. That's pretty awesome. Trips. Hey, we got a super secret. Hey, Zach, how's it going? Zach, I haven't checked my up, DMs man? yet. I don't know great. if you sent me anything, but... Uh, You're sending him a creator mix shirt, right? Super sticker. Super sticker. Yeah, oh. and a mug. Mm, I nice. don't know if you sent me the address yet or not. I haven't nice. checked, but... Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Love it. Thanks, Zach. So next up, we've got the Creator Classroom. Uh, the Creator Classroom has been online for one year or more on YouTube. They do Canva tutorials. The goal is to help creators learn how to use Canva. And the question is, I'm leaning into beginning memberships in 2024. What are three tips you have for those just starting out with memberships to op optimize it? Uh, let's see here. Okay, so when it comes to the um, uh, channel memberships, the first thing is just thinking about what you can offer to your viewers. Some people will do it to where, you know, people get access and that's it. Um, some people will do it to where they upload extra content for them and they will give their members, you know, extra stuff. Um, other people do it to where they will give people freebies. So in your case, you know, if you have templates that you use and things like that, then part of your membership could be where people get like a pack of monthly freebies and like, that's it. Uh, or you could have different tiers, you know, with different options. You could do a members only live stream where you teach people, you know, very specific aspects of, uh, you know, working inside of Canva and those sorts of things. Uh, but those would be, you know, just some ideas on things that you could offer. Um, but when it comes to it, it the, the whole thing is just trying to come up with something that would be of value to the people that are joining your membership. Because if there isn't anything, you know, of real value there, then there's no reason for people to, you know, be uh, be a channel member. So because of that, I would definitely make sure you're, you're thinking of that. No, Zach, I'm saying I have not checked mine yet. I have not checked my team yet. So uh, Critton says in India, they use the same cup to serve chai, which is tea, to hundreds. They just rinse the water. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> yeah. yeah it's, Asia uh, is just like on a whole nother level of like sanitary mm. stuff. Yeah. I bet they do that here too. 
probably. Yeah. You've seen them off like little sidecars. Yeah, they just throw have, the thing out. Yeah, it, swish it around, throw it out, give it to the next person. Water. Yeah. yeah. Mini scenes. Planet Asia on some, <laughs> right. some different stuff. <laughs> uh, mini scenes GB uh, says they've been on YouTube for less than a year. The type of channel is crafting and how to. The goal of the channel is sharing crafting ideas and techniques. And the question is, what is the best way to encourage people to binge watch one video after another? Great question. Ooh. So here's what you want to do. I keep forgetting to put the hard drive in there. So here's what you want to do. The very first thing is you want to think about this ahead of publishing your videos. So one thing that you can't do is you can't force people to watch one video after they watch another one. But what you can do is you can design what you publish in a way that will cause people to explore more content if they're finding value in what it is that you make. But also you can publish content that makes sense for people to watch together as well. So for example, you can see that as I publish AI tool videos that I send people into a very specific playlist. So people that are into AI tools and they're leveraging AI to help them work smarter and all that, then what they can do is they can go into that playlist and they can see like, oh, hey, here's some other tools that I might not have known about. And then by doing that, that creates that experience where people can go there and then they can figure out more of the you know things that matter to them. So when you are looking at your content, I'm not sure what your upload schedule is, but if you are uploading, let's say, you know, a video per week, then planning it out over the next month or over the next 90 days to where you think to yourself, okay, if somebody comes in and they watch this video that I'm going to be publishing next week, then in that case, what video could I publish after that, that those people would absolutely love where they feel that if they watch that first video, if this next one was presented to them on YouTube on their homepage or suggested next to another video to where they would come in and they would want to watch that particular video also because it's also of interest to them and it's a complementary to this originating video in some way. So if you start designing things like that and you start scaling back and instead of looking at it like, oh, it's whatever day and I got to publish a video tomorrow, instead of looking at it like that and i'm not saying that's how you're looking at it but i'm just saying if that's how you're doing it just kind of scale back a little bit and say okay how can i publish videos over the next month or over the next 60 days or the next 90 days to where it will create that opportunity for people to want to watch more than one video at a time and you can do that you don't have to publish every video back to back that is helpful but when you are publishing your content be intentional about it and think to yourself okay if somebody comes in on video a then in that particular case, what playlist can I send them into that would make the the most sense? And if you don't have one, then making a playlist, you know, two or three videos that you can send people into where they can watch videos in that particular playlist. But the whole idea is just to make it based around the things that they care about and the things that would make sense for them to watch next. Because again, you can't force somebody to watch videos back to back, but if you design everything in a way and the content that you're creating adds enough value to them, then there will be a certain percentage of people that will go in and will watch multiple videos back to back when they're interacting with your content. Great question, love it. Hey, congratulations, Reformed Wear FC for getting ready to hit that, uh, that next milestone. Love it. Congratulations to you. So uh, next up on our list here, round number 60, just in case you, uh, just in case you uh, mind. Uh, the channel name here is Camp Brood. Camp Brood. They do RVing, camping, hiking in the United States with their family. And the goal of the channel is to help parents plan family vacations outdoors. That's cool. The question is, I have content pillars. Three content pillars, hiking videos, campground videos, and RVing videos. Are these content pillars comparable enough for the video recommendation system to understand as I'm sending YouTube mix or am I sending YouTube mix signals? In my 
opinion, I would say that hiking videos, campground videos, and RVing videos align heavily. But one thing is I think the hiking videos and the campground videos are going to align the most or the RVing and the hiking videos. Um, because if somebody's in a RV, I'm not necessarily sure unless it's a campground specifically for parking RVs, if they're going to care about sleeping in a tent. So because of that, I would just make sure that, you know, that those align in some way, but it's also okay. Like you can be serving RV people and that hiking content can also go with them as well. But you can also have it to where just like I do, uh, you know, video creators and live streamers as an example you can also do something similar to just where you outdoors. have right it's to where it's outdoors out, stuff right yeah. to where it's like rving and then you know the camping stuff is also you know okay um you know even though some of the rvers probably won't align with the campground videos unless you mention the rv stuff in there which would make sense if you have a lot of if your rv videos do well is when you are doing your campground videos make a take a moment to mention something about the rv crowd as well so for example if they are watching, uh, you know, an RV video and then they hit your channel page and they see one of your camping videos, maybe you would have a tent in it and then maybe you would also have an RV in it or something like that. So then it would be relevant to both of those people that are coming in. And then you have a small segment that you do in there for the RVers and then maybe a bigger segment that you do for the people, you know, that are that are camping in tents, something like that. But yeah, uh, I don't think you're really working against yourself there. To help, to help parents plan family vacations outdoors. That's cool. What happened to the days where the parents just let their kids roam, run around in the woods? Yeah, right. 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 What, the good old days, I think, is what that's called. The good old yeah. days, right? Now you got to like plan. We got we, we yeah. to plan for the kids. I think that's <laughs> awesome, by the way. But yeah, where was YouTube when we were growing up? Right. We just had to come home before it's time to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even dark. It was just like, hey, you got to be home before bed. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. When all don't the rest sleep somewhere else. That was the rule. Don't yeah. sleep somewhere else. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. So uh, next up, we've got Jay-Z Helps. What's going on, dude? Hope you're doing awesome. Uh, he uploads one time per week or more. It's a personal injury law channel. Hey. The goal of the channel is to get clients. And the question is, is it better to report to YouTube that analytics is overcounting my search traffic views or will it self-correct? Um, first, what makes you think that it's over counting them? Like you might be getting a surge in YouTube search right now. There might be something that's going on in the world right now that is causing people to be looking at YouTube search for, you know, the things that you make content about uh, that they could be looking in there at a higher rate right now compared to, you know, normal. Uh, but it could also be some type of bug of some kind. So what you'd want to do is you'd want to uh, hop on Twitter and then at team YouTube and X. just let them know that you are having that particular issue. And then from there, they will, you know, they'll, they'll help you out with it or they'll let you know that it'll correct itself or they'll tell you like, Hey, you know, it's probably not a bug. It's actually just a surge in traffic around that. So it's called X now. Yeah. X I'm X. still calling it Twitter Yeah, for now. It's, it's weird. Like X, like there's no, so, so, so with Twitter, you tweet with X, what do you do? You post. You post. You post and you repost. Yeah, that's so silly. Have you seen the emails that have started coming out? Yeah. It will say X and it will say in parentheses formerly Twitter. Ah. To the emails that they're sending. Complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Why well, not just call it like Twitter X? Right. Or something. That like would have been better. Way better. That also would have been more on brand. Space X, Twitter X, yeah. right? Doesn't fit into Tesla, but yeah. Yeah. So next up, we got Yarn Geek. Yarn Geek. Way, way to go, Elon. Uploads one time per week or more. I agree. Chantel's like, post is lame. I agree. It's too yeah. general. It's a tweet. 
Yeah, it's nothing specific. They had the brand on there. Tweet. Kind of like Xerox. Hey, I got to go Xerox something. Yeah. Right? It's like, no, I got to copy something, but you would use Xerox, you know, in, in place yeah. of that. I got to say Yeah, they tweet. nailed that, but they if blew it. If you say tweet, you know exactly what it is. And where it is. And where it is. Right. Right? One one word, tweet, boom. Yep. Locked in. Mm-hmm. Post. Yep. Rep- what does anywhere. that mean? Could be, be anywhere. anywhere. Right. Yeah. Elon, you blew it, buddy. Yep. Uh, he's not watching. Yeah, he probably so, is. Yeah, probably is. Yeah. Yarn and Crochet, uh, they have a, let me start this one over again. So Yarn Geek has a Yarn and Crochet channel. The goal of the channel is to entertain and motivate my community with Yarn and Crochet knowledge. The question is, what are some of the best ways to find trending and entertaining video ideas for my niche? First is to make sure that you are subscribed and that you interact at times with the other people in your space that are kind of running things. Because in every niche, there's people at the top and those people at the top um, you know, those are usually the ones that when they publish videos, people respond to them at the highest rate. And therefore, they are the ones that are kind of responsible for the initial starts of trends in a niche. So because of that, I'd make sure that you are, you know, subscribed to and occasionally interacting with that content so that it can get recommended to you. Um, or you can actually just go and, and check them out right from time to time to see if they have, you know, anything that's that's taking off to where you can be like, oh, you know, people are clearly interested in this. Um, in addition to that, um, in your particular case, since you are doing like crochet and things like that, I would also stay up to date on any industry news. I don't know if you guys have any type of industry resources or industry like magazines or websites or anything like that, where they keep people up to date with anything that's going on. Uh, but I would definitely try to stay up to date with that. If there are any types of conventions around what it is that you do, then in that particular case, I would look into those types of things as well. Um, just so that you can, you know, try to stay up on what's going on. But the, the, idea is is to set things up um, in a way to where it's going to make it easy for you to do this so one thing that you can do and i don't know if anybody does, else does this or not but in your google chrome if you're a chrome user and you can probably do this in, in all the other browser plugins or all the other browsers as well but you can set it up to where when you open up your browser it opens up very specific pages that you tell it to open up in some cases this can be inconvenient because it'll if you're just checking something real quick then it'll just open everything up but if you have let's say you know five top channels in your space one of the things that you could do is you could make it to where you you know every time you open up your browser then it pops up and it shows you their channel pages and then you can just take a quick look at everybody and see anything that they've published and then you can close it down from there um, that would be the uh, that would be the approach to that like for me I do that with YouTube related information um, I have specific Twitter accounts that will open up I have some you know internal YouTube stuff um, not internal but stuff that I've you know been uh, you know uh, uh, they, they have like a contributor you know program where like if they have news and you give uh, you know like people updates on that news then it's like this web forum thing that they have you know where they post things you know that kind of stuff and then they also have public facing uh, uh, updates to where, you know, I think it's that particular thing might be, if you type in like YouTube creator updates, that page might come up. Um, but those types of pages are what I have open up and it just kind of keeps me up to date on, you know, things that are going on. I don't do YouTube channels, even though I should add that, like Creator Insider, I manually will check that. Um, but, you know, in your case, I would just find those channels and then find a way that you can, you know, have them come up and, and you know, in front of you. I had an idea a long time ago and nobody's actually built this. I'll build um, it. Yeah, Say deal it, build, build it. it. 
Um, but the whole idea, um, it was creator dashboard. And the whole thing was that it was going to be a browser extension. I will not build and, that. And as part of it, the whole thing was that it would it would import um, all of your competitors. So you could say like, hey, these are, you know, all the people that I'm, you know, that I see as a competitor. And it will basically show you like their latest videos. And then you can just kind of sort through them as part of the thing, um, as well as showing you stats and, you know, things like that on your content. Um, but, you know, hopefully somebody will build something like that someday. So the next channel in the form is asking us to look at the channel and we're not doing that today but i just want you to have a look at the channel I want you to just grab it personally and just put it in your browser it looks like they're using ai to come up with everything i just want to say your thumbnails are really eye-catching so i guess you're using mid-journey or something like that so um, let's see here yeah. dropping the link in there yeah now. some of your thumbnails look really cool oh those are interesting yeah oh it's a time capsule pretty cool yeah yeah uh, just we're not looking at channels but i'll tell you this learn how to optimize your home page like look at his page and you're new you've only been doing this for three months so i think you're off to a good start but it's it's visually eye-catching yeah another thing too is you have like uh you know the, that you know your new favorite time traveling experience but then you have here uh you know biology explained the science and history of the wendigo so i'm not sure like that doesn't I, i'm not making that connection you know between time traveling and that but you know, maybe if I was more into yeah. so that sort of clarity. thing, I would. But added clarity. Yeah. 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 So next up, uh, we've got number 10. Number 10. We've got Butterfly Gardening Inspirations. Uh, so they beautiful. do butterfly gardening content. The goal of the channel is to create interest in butterfly gardening and inspire others to plant a butterfly garden. The Question is, I do weekly vlogs about what is happening in my garden and the projects I'm working on. I cover a variety of gardening topics each week, so I find it challenging to write titles. Any advice? I asked yes. this question a few weeks ago, and you read it on air, but didn't answer it because something else came up. That's probably Dee's fault, uh, which I totally understand. So uh, when it comes to this sort of when it comes to this sort of thing, um, what you need to do is you need to start thinking about the videos that you're shooting before you shoot them, and the reason that you want to do that is so that you can make sure that what you are putting out that it is something that you can package up properly from the outside because what you don't want to do is you do not want to publish videos um, on your YouTube channel and then try to shoehorn a thumbnail and title because then it becomes really difficult and more importantly you have a really good chance of not being able to meet the expectations of the viewers clicking on that content so when you do it you know that way to where you make the vlog and then you publish then it can create that kind of disconnect between you know how you're going to package it up so you can try to get people to click on it and what it is they actually get once they are coming into the content itself so because of that what i would do is i would start looking around um, i would use tubebuddy for this and i would use youtube autocomplete for this and i would use google trends for this just for deeper insights on the specific you know way to say it and i would also use answerthepublic.com for this because you get three free searches there per day but what I would do is I would go start doing some research on the questions that people have around butterfly gardening. And then while you're doing your vlogs, basically write down all of those questions, everything that you can find, every question that you can find that people have about butterfly gardening, write those questions down. And then when you're going out into your garden to make one of your vlogs, 
look at that list and say, okay, these are all the things people are wanting to know about butterfly gardening. So let me pick one of these and then go out into my garden and actually show them that. And when you do that and you know that you're going to pick that particular topic, then you've already got, you know, a rough title because that's what they're looking for. The next thing that you have to think about is, okay, how are people are going to, uh, you know, like, how am I going to grab their attention in the thumbnail in this particular case, which if it's butterfly gardening, as long as that have to, has to do with actual butterflies, which I'm going to assume it does, then in that case, uh, you know, making sure that you're using butterflies of some kind in your thumbnails, because that will be the thing that will help those people, you know, know that that video is about butterflies. Butterflies. Butterfly gardening. Yeah, I want to add something else. Did you say chat GTP? Smoking Joe, what's going on, man? Hope you're on Chat GTP, did you mention that? Um, I did not. Yeah, so I would also, use, in addition to all the other tools, did you use Answer the Public? I did. Okay, so chat GTP is really good at just brainstorming title ideas. Mm -hmm. So you can look at all those other sources. You can use a free version of chat GTP, tell them what your channel's about, and just say, give me X amount of title ideas. You can say those are too long, those are too short, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, really good at just brainstorming. So VidPros, thank you for the super sticker. Oh. Super, school, super cool. Super sticker. I saw that come in in Thai bot, which suggests to me that you are also here in Thailand. So if so, pretty cool to uh, to see you coming in here uh, from Thailand as well. I'm going to subscribe to that channel real quick. Good Boom. Yep. So I can check that out later. Super okay. cool. So thank you for the super sticker. Super appreciate it. Um, so, here, so next question that we have here on the list, we've got Brian G. Johnson in the house. Brian up, G. Dude? Hope that you are doing fantastic. Nice to see you in here. Hey, for those of you that uh, that are not familiar with Brian G. Johnson, just as a heads up, uh, Brian G. also makes content that helps YouTube content creators. So if you're not subscribed to him, make sure you go and subscribe to him. And the reason that I'm recommending him is because, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that make this type of content. Um, some people just regurgitate stuff. Some people are figuring stuff out. Brian's one of the people that figure stuff out and he will give you information that you probably haven't seen before. Some of it will be crossover, you know, some stuff, you know, it's just kind of general and everybody says it. Um, but he also, you know, introduces things to the space that, you know, he figures out himself, uh, which is great. That's one of the advantages that he has in terms of his content. So make sure that you uh, check him out uh, when you get the chance. Head over there and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Chantel, uh, being so nice, she says D is the much older brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Is. Zen Bloke is uh, next on our list here. They do gaming culture content. The goal of the channel is to share my love and knowledge of gaming, hopefully some positivity too. The question is, I hunt for small Scottish gaming YouTubers to feature in my series, support Scottish YouTubers, but I'm having trouble finding them. Would it be okay if you could let people know about what I'm doing for the Scottish gaming YouTuber community, by the way, that this channel is under 1,000? So just a heads up, um, I think we just did that. Um, the Scottish so, gaming community? Yep. There you go. There you go. And uh, when it comes to you know, finding other people, you might want to try to figure out how to do some type of local meetup or something like that, where you can, you know, try to, you know, get like a group of you together yeah. so that you can start those conversations there because absolutely without question, people are interested in connecting with other content creators. That's why we actually have here YouTuber hangout is the title today. Um, but people are indeed, you know, uh, looking for those connections with other creators because we all know that this is a pretty lonely experience unless you have people that are doing it with you. So because of that, um, trying to have some type of local meetup or something like that is great. But also, you know, go to their About Me page. For go to the pub. For, go, go to the pub in Scotland. I think that's what they do. <laughs> that's how they do it. I think that's how they do it in Scotland. Go to the About Me page <laughs> of the creators that you are trying to connect with 
every about me page as long as they have everything set up properly which everybody for this reason make sure that you have a email on your about me page where people can contact you but if you go to the about me page then you are going to have a business inquiry email and if you click on that then it's going to show their email after you prove that you're not a robot and then you are going to be able to send that person an email so in the header of that i would say something like fellow scottish youtuber or something like that so that you know they can be like oh is this somebody local because that might be a different response that you get from them compared to just general outreach from people we got somebody from scotland here it says i'm in scotland oh, TJC nice Gaming. right there there, there we go so yep call each other yep do the so thing. uh zim bloke is the name of that channel zen like you know like meditation type zen uh bloke is the name of that channel if you want to reach out there tjc uh, gaming can you say that in your best scottish accent i don't even know what a scottish accent sounds like i don't know either yeah I so think, i think didn't sean connery wasn't he a scott i don't know no i think he was a sean <laughs> i think sean connery was scottish correct me if i'm mm. wrong so uh praise he had a truth. great accent by he the did. way yeah Praise and truth lessons. Give him a little slap. A little (laughs) little slap a little bit. Praise and and truth lessons. The goal of the channel is to help a community of worship musicians grow easier. The question is, copyright question, when I create a tutorial slash playthrough video for a song or use any song as a reference while uh, live Q&A, what should I do? So the first thing you should do is just not use <laughs> copyright protected songs. What should I do? No, no, Don't. I'm just saying. Yeah, you should not do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what what you do in that scenario is you you put yourself at risk. So when you are using copyright protected music, in some cases you're just going to get a claim. And if you get a claim, not that big of a deal, right? Uh, if you get a claim, then that just means that you are streaming for the claimant because they're going to make the money off of your stream. However. Uh, if you get a strike, if you pick the wrong song or the the wrong you know uh, record label, and they end up issuing a strike, then you know you're going to find out quickly that it's not worth it to use that music. So because of that, uh, we have CreatorMix.com, which is a free music resource for content creators that you can use. In addition to that, there's also services like Epidemic Sound and Artlist, and uh, I'm sure there's a bunch more. YouTube where, free library. Yeah, YouTube also has their own library, but I'm not sure how that works with live streaming. Uh, so maybe Renee, because hey, what's up, Renee? Hope you're doing awesome. Man, maybe uh, maybe he can add some clarity to that in terms of using the creator music from YouTube in your live streams. But when it comes to uh, you know live streaming, you just have to be really careful. Even if you're out in the world vlogging and you walk past uh, a, you know a restaurant and they they have loudspeakers on and you can hear it playing there, then you know you can also run into issues there. So because of that, <clears throat> it's important just because of all the work that you put into what it is that you do that you are extra careful when it comes to the, the the music that you choose to use in your live streams or if you even choose to use music at all. YouTube music is confusing now. It is. It, it, it really is. Like it used to be easy. It's like here we have the, we have Here's our, some free stuff that you can use. We had our audio library yeah. and then they've come in and there's like we've got creator music and you've got the short stuff but you can't use short tier, you can't mm-hmm. use this and short really confusing super confusing can pay for this i I can't even imagine the amount of claims that are going out now just for people like using the wrong thing yeah really confusing and really quick um renee uh he says that um i don't believe creator music licenses work with live streaming but he'll double check so yeah so just so just as a heads up there like that's the uh that's that's how confusing it is that's how confusing it is yeah but the but the <laughs> yeah so the thing there is um just don't use that for now you know don't use that with uh creator music but um you know again just be careful when it comes to the music that you that you use in your streams super, super chat, chat. Zach talks tech 
Zach Talks Tech, thank you for the super chat. Man says, hey, thanks for the help uh, the other day with adding a trailer to my live stream. Could you speak about how to do that in the 15 second thing? Cheers. So when it comes to the live stream trailer, uh, what you wanna think about is just giving people some context into what it is that they're gonna be getting. So a couple different things you can do here. The very first being that you can have just a standard template, a standard video that talks about all of the things that you might talk about, or you kind of generalize it. Like in your case, you'd let them know that you're talking about, you know, mobile tech and, you know, just tech, you know, stuff. And by doing that, um, you know, you would just inform them of what it is that you're going to be doing for the people that saw that and clicked on it. Instead of just seeing a static thumbnail, they will have, you know, they'll get a glimpse into you and the nuance of you through how you're communicating in that trailer and how you're expressing what it is that you are going to be, uh, you know, providing in that trailer. So, or that you're going to be providing in that stream. So because of that, um, definitely make sure that you're considering, you know, the approach that you want to take. So that's one. The second approach is that for every stream that you do, that you create an individual trailer for that. Now, to make this easy, I think, Zach, that you are a StreamYard user. So if you are, then in that case, they have their recording option. And it's really easy. I usually do this for the StreamYard streams. I don't do them here because I have my template stuff that I do here. But on the StreamYard streams, I'll usually make a quick recorded video inside of StreamYard. And it's just me talking, no fancy editing or anything like that. And I'll say, this is what we have coming up. This is what we're going to be doing. This is what we're going to be talking about, blah, blah, blah. And then I end it and then I'll just download it directly out of StreamYard and then I'll use that as the trailer. Um, and the whole process takes, you know, maybe like a minute. And the whole idea is that it gives the people that are going to be coming into the StreamYard streams, it gives them some context about the specific things that we're going to be talking about there because they're, those streams are usually designed around a specific topic. So, uh, so when it comes to it, you just want to think about, you know, those types of, of things when it comes to the trailer. Got another super chat. Super chat. Uh, let's see Chris. here. Ah, uh, there we go. Okay, good, 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 good. Congratulations. What did Chris say? Uh, Chris says, yesterday I got 400 subscribers on my channel. Nice. Congratulations to you, Chris. High five yep. and fist bump to you for crossing the 400 subscriber milestone on your YouTube channel. Well done, man. Love well it. Done. Congratulations. Yep. Well done. So next up, we have uh, Pansy Rose uh, Reality, and they do travel, food, and lifestyle content. The goal is to be a paid full-time traveler. And the question is, my channel is very slow. How can I reach my audience? I feel like I've tried everything. So here's the first thing that is important to think about. So when you are publishing videos to YouTube, um, there's, there's a couple of things that you gotta think about. The very first is that when you are publishing videos, there's, there's, Publishing videos for yourself in terms of like, okay, these are videos that, you know, that I would like to watch myself compared to videos that you make for other people, right? So when you're making something for yourself and you publish it to YouTube, sometimes people will, re will respond to that, you know, by default because the way that you do things will align with how other people enjoy things. In other cases, you have to tweak things a little bit in order to make it a better experience for the people that are interacting with that content. And I'm not saying people are having a bad experience, but what I'm saying is that you can go into your audience retention reports for an example, and you can see how people are responding to your videos second by second. Your audience retention reports, in case you're not familiar with that, is a graph that YouTube gives us on every video that we publish that shows us second by second how people are responding to our content. And from a drop down, it will also show us how people are responding to our content compared to other videos of similar length. So you can use those two things together to get an idea of how people are responding to your videos when they're watching them. So if you find that, hey, people come into the video and then like everybody's gone within the first 30 seconds, then that tells 
tells you that you need to work on that beginning part of the video and, and learn over time through experimentation of publishing content um, and trying different things at the beginning. It means that you have to go through the process of learning how to grab people's attention when the video first starts. And another part of that, it's not just when the video starts, but it's also about how you frame the video from the outside. So let's say you're making long form content. In that particular case, you have to make a thumbnail and title for that long form content. So sometimes if you don't do that part of it right, people will click on it. And then when they get into the video, they're not getting anything that they expected. And because of that, they'll leave based on the expectation that your thumbnail and your title created. So because of that, you know, if you do see that drop in the very beginning of your video, it's important to also consider like, how do I have this packaged up? Right. But when you are publishing content, if you're trying to be a paid full-time traveler, um, it's important one to make sure that you are publishing. If you're publishing travel, yeah, you don't travel food and lifestyle, um, to make sure that, that there is also clear value from the outside and what it is that you're doing. So I'm not sure because we're not, you know, pulling channels up today. Um, I'm not sure if your videos are like, Hey, this is what I'm doing or if your videos are more about like, you know, these are things that you can do, right? But that type of framing can also sometimes make a difference on how people are gonna respond to it. Because if it's about you, then in that case, and again, sometimes people respond to that, but, it, but those videos are usually about your story and what it is that you're going through, which has its place. But then there's also, when you're doing, you know, travel, food, and lifestyle content, there's also the side of things to where, hey, if somebody's going to this location, what can I share with them about this? Or if they're, you know, gonna be landing in this place, all the different food options that they're going to have what can i you know show them about this food that would make them be like oh i i, I want to go check that out or what things can i show them that they need to avoid when it comes to the restaurants in this area those types of things that is content that is you know focused on them so if you're having a hard time getting going it could be that you are having that type of issue in terms of you know people just not being able to see that clear value from the outside or the value that you're currently providing might not be you know uh nailing it in terms of you know how people are receiving it yeah I, I was looking at your channel here where he was talking yeah, about I'm, it i just pulled it up too right now real quick and and another big issue I'll, yeah go ahead, go no, ahead. I, yeah i was just going to say first of all uh, i salute you as being a very brave solo female traveler going costa rica and going through the jungles by yourself i think that's awesome uh just some, just some things right I, I love traveling too but it seems to me and i know you've got like travel food and and lifestyle but as someone who loves travel content, it's difficult for me to want to sign on to your to your journey here because you're a little bit all over the place. Like I'm 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 on board for your travel. And I I would have loved to have seen a lot of the things that you ate while you're in Costa Rica. Like here, I'm going to Costa Rica. Here's the things that I've done in Costa Rica. Here's all the different I mean, you could do tons of different food that you ate in Costa Rica, right? I'd be interested in that. But then you kind of throw me you throw me off with some of these other uh, these other things that you do here. So as an example, so a, another thing to think about, we're just going to go ahead and do it just because yeah, we're talking about let's it. Just so let's just go ahead and do it. Let's just do it. So, so a couple things to think about is one, Oh, you're showing it. I'm showing it. You're going there. So, All so right, one right here, right? You have the untold story of the fur world's first cheeseburger. This is somewhat in alignment with, with, you know, what it is that you mentioned that you're offering with your content because it's at least food related. But then you have here a hole in my heart the day that I lost my precious dog. So first I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you lost your dog. I have a dog as well. So I, I, you know, can't imagine. But when it comes to, uh, you know, that this video isn't necessarily relevant to the people that watch this video yeah. and back and forth too. Yeah. So the people that watch this video aren't necessarily going to care too much about this particular video. And then you have other things that you're doing as well. So this one, you have YouTube monetization, why mushroom lovers can't resist this 
uh, you know, can't resist this. So these two things, just in terms of the title itself, there's a huge disconnect here. Like, is this about YouTube monetization or is this about, you know, mushroom lovers uh, and mushrooms in some way? How hard so, is it to transform outdated artwork? Right. Right. That's just a complete disconnect. Right. From some other stuff that you're doing. Yeah, inside all the greatness and adventure uh, that you know uh, you're still uh, you know all alone. These types of things. So the whole idea, um, and you know tailgating, you know Indianapolis, Indiana. I guess that can be you know travel vloggish, so that's fine. I'm not gonna but, lie though. I want to watch the trap house. I want to and see what that one's about. Yeah, it serves the best flavored <laughs> something. But but the but the Wings. idea is when you are, and, and this is this is important for everybody here, when you are publishing content to YouTube. Um, it's important to, if you can, and if you're just getting started and you don't know what to do, you're like, I don't know the type of content I want to make. I just know that I want to make videos. If you're that person and you're in that place right now, then just publish videos about things that you care about. That's what YouTube recommends. But when you start having one of your videos start doing substantially better, and then the next time you publish a video on a similar topic, it also does substantially better. That is your green flag to start heading in the direction of that green because light. green, green light. light because what that is is that is youtube is showing your content to people and those people are responding to that particular type of content from you so because of that you know you want to do that but if you do know hey this is what it is that i want to offer on my youtube channel then offer that right what you want to think about when it comes to your channel is you want to make your channel a place to where if they think about hey um you know i'm getting ready to travel somewhere and i love i'm a foodie too so because of that i remember watching this video on this person's channel and it was amazing you know how they were showcasing all this stuff you know jungle this area food, that i'm going to jungle food in costa rica but the idea is to just make sure that you are thinking about you know them and making your channel a destination of sorts for people that are into that. So then when they're, even if they're not watching every video that you publish, they still know that, hey, if I'm getting ready to go somewhere, I need to check out this channel to see if they've went there yet because that's all you do, right? So what you wanna do, um, and everybody should do this if you haven't done it yet, is you want to look at what it is that you're offering on your YouTube channel and then you wanna think about, okay, if if I were to condense everything it is that I'm doing down into one sentence, what would that sentence be? How would I explain to people exactly what it is that I offer on my YouTube channel? And, and then from that point forward, every video idea that you have, you wanna start thinking, okay, if I'm telling people this is what I'm offering, this video that I'm getting ready to publish, is this in alignment what I'm telling people that I'm offering? If the answer is yes, then publish that video. If the answer is like, eh, probably not, then in that case, you know, publish on another channel um, or you know, make a different video. Um, but the whole idea is when you're creating a YouTube channel, you're creating you know, a resource for people. That resource can be you know, information like I do. That resource can be you know, comedy. That resource can be entertainment like Mr. Beast does, um, you know, and his is like spectacular, you know, and, and like, you know, like super big entertainment. Um, you can be, you know, teaching people like, you know, a very specific software, like, you know, if you're, you know, a gamer, then in that case, you know, you could be playing specific games or specific types of games or whatever, especially when you're getting started to kind of build the, you know, brand up a bit. But the idea is to just make sure that you are, um, that you are very focused on serving a particular audience. And as soon as you start doing that, 
content, that also gives you a lot of extra advantages as well. So for example, when you are targeting your content towards a specific type of viewer, then you can start designing things in a way with your content that also helps, you know, helps them identify it from the outside. You learn more of the nuance about those people that you're reaching because then you're focused, right? When you're making all these different types of videos, there's no real focus there. So something that might work over here for this audience for this type of video might not necessarily work over here. So because of that, when you're targeting towards a specific type of viewer, then it helps you make everything better for that particular video viewer and it helps you serve them in a better way, which then helps you get what it is that you're after in terms of people responding to your content better, people coming back to your channel, people becoming a part of your community and all that, because they know that they can come to you and that is the stuff that you offer. So um, so everybody should go through the exercise, even right now, right? If you have your phone in your hand or if you have a pen and paper handy, write down right now or drop it in the chat if you would like, write down in one short sentence what it is that you offer on your YouTube channel. If you do it in chat, you're gonna be forced to do it under 200 characters, um, but right down you know what it is specifically that you offer on your on your youtube channel yeah and i want to give a shout out to mr edits m who says hi can somebody notice me you've yep. been noticed. mr edits m welcome to the live stream today hope that you were on fantastic welcome to the live stream wherever yep. you're at in the world i hope you're having an amazing day or mm -hmm. amazing evening or an yep. amazing night yes yep you've been noticed mm -hmm. sir yep we got, we got crispy skates in here. They even have a, uh, a roller skating emoji. I'm just gonna put this up on the screen real quick, which is pretty awesome. Didn't even know that existed until now. There you go. Yep. They have an emoji yeah, for so, almost everything. So, so here's an example, right? Um, that I just, wanna, I just wanna highlight really quick. So if we look at Shark Scrapper, right? His whole entire channel is about teaching people about scrapping and people going on journeys of him scrapping and things like that. And people that are into that, they know they can go to him for it. Creator Classroom, because she teaches Canva tutorials, anybody that's into Canva that's a creator, they know they can go there and that they can find you know stuff of value to them if they're a Canva user, um, or if they're trying to learn Canva. Crispy Skates, pretty sure they probably you know have a lot of stuff about roller skating. Check this one um, out. Ready? So yeah, terrestrial vibes, yep. high vibrational crystal singing bowl. I watch his sound. Stuff. Yeah bath meditations yep. yeah i'm familiar with him i watch him on wow. uh i watch it yeah I, I watch his stuff i i need to check your channel out that sounds awesome yep uh genealogy with amy johnson crow she's even made it part of her name helping people discover their family history right so so when you, when she makes a video all she has to do is say okay if i'm trying to help people discover their family history is this video that I'm going to publish going to help them do that? If the answer is yes, then she knows it's a good move. If the answer is no, then in that case, it's like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I'm not going to do that. Right. That, that's, the, that's the whole idea that I'm trying to express. Super sticker. Premier, uh, what is that? Premier Adventures? Go to channel. Yeah. Yep, Premier Adventure. Thank you for the super chats or super sticker. Super, uh, super appreciated there. Yeah. I don't know if you meant to put a message with that or something but if you had a question you can go ahead and type that in and i'll keep mm -hmm. an eye out for it thank you so much so next up on our list here um because we did the pansy rose that was a bit of a long one that was a really long one but, but you uh, said we were going to go there right yeah let's right. do it and then we yep. did it we, we did, did it yeah we, we said we're gonna do it thing. we did it that's right we did the thing <laughs> 
So uh, let's see here. So trying to learn bikes uh, says they upload when they have time. Uh, the type of channel is motorcycle maintenance. The goal of the channel says I'm uploading to challenge myself on uh, the same playing field as the best in the world and to help anyone interested in maintaining their own motorcycles. Oh. And the question is, are there any negatives to consider in setting up a merch store on my channel? Also, it looks there are, like there are only two, three, uh, two or three store options linked to YouTube. Do you recommend any particular one over the other? Thank you in advance for your advice. So for the ones that, um, that you can connect to YouTube, I personally use Spreadshop. And the reason that I use Spreadshop is, um, one, their stuff is, uh, they have a, a high rate of putting out, cause all of them will have like defects and stuff like that. They send out from time to time because it's print on demand. Um, but for me, I found the less defects with them. Um, so there's that in addition to that, they do international shipping. So, uh, some of them, I'm not sure if they've updated that or not, but some of them, they will only ship to certain areas. So that kind of cuts out a lot of people that could potentially buy your merch. So because of that with Spreadshop, and I learned that one firsthand because we're in we're in Thailand. So uh, I couldn't get stuff. So I couldn't even get my own stuff. So I was like, all right, well, it looks like I'm gonna have to you know go somewhere else. And then I tried them and I was like, wow, this is, this is like pretty good stuff. So um, uh, so when it comes to uh, merch, there's, there's them. But when it comes to the, uh, you know, uh, negatives, no, not that, not that I can think of off the top of my head, any negatives of offering merch that you can think of? No, but I want you to consider something. I see, and there's nothing wrong with this, but I, I would put a, a mix of designs on your store when you make it, because one of the mistakes I see YouTubers doing, creators in general, is the only thing that they put up there for merch is stuff that has like their YouTube name, right? Like here's, here's whatever, here's, I'm this creator, here's my URL, and that's cool, but think about your merch store from the perspective of somebody doesn't know your channel they don't know you but they stumbled across your merch store and they go wow that's a really cool shirt they're not interested in your url they're interested in a really cool shirt mm -hmm. so i would mix it up put a couple things up there with your youtube url for the people who want to support you and proudly wear your brand uh, but put some other cool you know think of some clever sayings that people would appreciate who fix bikes or put some general bike stuff up there because you never know who's actually going to be looking in your store and not everybody wants to uh, promote a YouTube channel. Yep. So uh, next up on our list, and just a reminder, if you are here and you have a question, make sure that you put it in the form because um, these are answered in the order that they receive. Um, so the next channel is uh, why Wayland Smalley, I think is how you say that. They do daily content. They do how-to gardening tips. The goal of the channel is to help folks learn and grow their own food. Great service that you're yeah. offering there. The uh, question is, feeling we're going to need, we're all going to need to learn how to do this. We'll see. Hope not. We'll see. Like with the with with the. I'm I have curious. hope. I have hope. So I don't think so. Okay. I have hope. We have an audience from all over the yep. world in here right now. Just this is a simple yes or no. But Let's if, try not to bring it down too much. No, 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 no. I'm not bringing it down. I'm not bringing it down. It's just a simple yes or no question. Are the prices for food and pretty much everything wherever you live skyrocketing? Just type simple yes or they no. They are here. Simple yes or no. No. I'm not trying to bring it down. I'm just curious because mm -hmm. we have a good mix of people. Yep. And you know what? If you want to type in where you're at. Oh, yeah, that'd be, be a good too. bonus. Yeah, 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 like Australia, yes. Canada, yeah. yes. Yep. New Zealand, yes. Yeah, we got all yeses <laughs> so far. Back to my yeah, original yeah, point. all yeses, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is this channel that teaches you how to grow food, yeah. probably one worth subscribing yeah. to right now. Yeah, you're yeah you're probably positioning yourself in a, you know, in a good place, you know, possibly. I think they have one no. Yeah. Asia Coffee. Yeah, and live stream consultants also for a no. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, um, so I rest my case, <laughs> right? 
So I'm going to start this one over again. So, um, so again, this is from uh, Wayland and Smalley. Wayland and Smalley, they do daily content. The type of channel is how-to gardening tips. And the goal of the channel is to help folks uh, learn how to grow their own food. And the question is, I cut my long form into shorts. How many shorts is too many to post a day? I would think about cadence, right? Think about, okay, out of this batch of shorts that I have, um, does it, do I have enough to where I can keep posting them on a regular basis if I post more than one? If the answer is yes, then feel free to post more than one, but make sure that you are keeping in mind that, you know, as you are, you know, posting those, that, you know, they're gonna be going out and even though long-term they'll be treated individually, at, if you're publishing a bunch of them at once, YouTube's going to have to decide which one of those to show to show people as they're coming onto the platform. So the way things work is, you know, as content creators, we think that YouTube pushes our stuff out when we publish it. But how it works is that when we publish our content, then YouTube pulls it to the viewers that are the most likely to enjoy that content at that moment in time. So if you publish two videos at the same time, then what can happen is YouTube's gonna have to pick which one of these videos is gonna be the better, better fit for this person. And then that's the video that they're gonna show them. However, if somebody's highly engaged in your channel and you publish one and then you publish another one the next day, um, or maybe, you know, another 12 hours later, after that one's had some time, then in that particular case, you know, they, there's, there's been enough time for a decent amount of people to interact with that one initially. But again, you know, long-term performance on YouTube is always something to consider. But with shorts, it is pretty common for a lot of them to have their moment and then, you know, pretty much fall off from there. So, uh, so you know, keep those things in mind. Creator Classroom says, was that D's hand? Yeah, because I knew he was going to say YouTube pulls the videos. So uh -huh. I, I was pulling the videos. You should be a hand model. Those hands look glorious. Look at those. Yeah, I don't know how many people in the audience right now has actually touched, has had the privilege of touching this, <laughs> but it is, it is. I know Zach Talks Tech has touched it. I know Doug Houston has touched it. Yep. Chantel may have touched it. Yep. It's, it's soft. Yep, it is. And, and I've, done a lot, I've done hard labor, yeah. but somehow I managed yep. to keep soft hands. Yep. I should have like really rough, calloused, Hand, but I don't. Should yeah. I've kind of like, really, like baby hands. You got baby hands. Do you lotion them? All right. So uh, next thing is sur suburban acreage. Suburban acreage. Uh, the goal of the channel is to share information, grow a community, and make a bit of money. The question is. <laughs> Do you get wildly different views on your Opus Clip shorts? I posted daily shorts at the same time of the day this past week, and the views range from a few thousand to 10,000 to single digits. All of these shorts are cut from the same long form and look similar to me. I'm trying to analyze what is working, but I'm confused. Thanks for any clarity. Really liking Opus Clip. Thank you so much for making this con the content on it. So uh, when it comes to the videos performing differently, absolutely. Like when it comes to the repurposed content that you're putting out of Opus, this is why it's really important to like look at it first and then say to yourself, okay, if this were to pop up in somebody's short view, this is the approach I take anyway, and I think I mentioned this in that video, is when this pops up in somebody's feed, this place where it's starting, is this gonna make them is this gonna make sense? And if if you're like, uh, you know, this might not really grab somebody's attention or it might not lead into in a good way of what it is that I'm trying to share here, that's where you use the edit function and then you go in and you make minor adjustments to make it, you know, a little bit better. Um, but yeah, in terms of the difference, absolutely, you know, they they perform differently because, you know, each clip is different and people are gonna respond to it differently as well. So absolutely you're gonna have a different uh, you know, performance from everything that you publish just like videos you know when you publish videos all of them don't you know uh don't perform the same premier adventures says i uh, didn't have a question but i wanted to say i appreciate what you guys do i'm learning a lot awesome our pleasure thank awesome, you awesome man
So uh, let's see here. So next up, we have uh, Art with Mazzy. Art with Mazzy does not upload. They're getting ready to start their channel. Mm -hmm. um, they do content on their phone. The type of channel is kid-friendly art for teaching kids art. The goal of the channel is just for fun and teaching kids art. And the question is, I want to start my channel about teaching kids art. What do I need to do when starting out? And what things should I say in my video to engage kids to learn to do art with me? I just made my channel weeks ago, and I have no videos, but I have experience making videos in a past channel from a year ago. Um, so the, the kids area is not my wheelhouse. So I've never worked with a kids channel. Um, I've never even had somebody reach out to me that I've helped with the kids channel. Do you want to warn them about limitations with children's channel if they're targeting under Sure, but if their whole thing is, uh, you know, teaching kids art, then that's kind of the way that they, like, they have to go that way if that's the goal. But you might want to give them a heads up. Though. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you, when you are putting out, you know, content for, uh, you know, kids, um, in that particular case, uh, you know, just as a heads up, you know, your comment section might be turned off and, you know, you're going you're gonna to run into some limitations on YouTube. So just be, just be mindful of that. Um, but in terms of, you know, the specific things to say, um, what I would do in your case, just like, you know, any other research that you're going to do, you know, if you're starting a channel is I would watch a bunch of channels that are doing similar things to what it is that you're doing, or at least in the general sphere of what it is that you're going to do and see what they're doing at the beginning of their videos to grab attention, start taking notes on the structure of their videos in terms of, okay, they start it and they do this and then they move into this and then they move into this and then they move into this and then they end it like this. Um, I would start doing that on a bunch of the channels that you think are going to be your competition or that you're going to make your competition in the future um, and just start to use their example as things that are currently working in the space and that are currently causing people to respond to their content. Next. Um, let's see here. So next up, we got Yoko's Otako Treasures. They've been on YouTube for one year or more. The type of channel is light novel reading and anime reactions. The goal of the channel is to enjoy reading books and anime with others. And the question is, when I live stream, you get views like usual, though when you end the stream, the views and analytics reset. It shows all the views that you got, but when you go to analytics, it doesn't show the views. Why is that? That's just how they have their, you know, that's how they have their system set up on the back end in terms of just showing you, you know, different stuff for when it's live versus the replay because what you what you see on the replay side is actually how people are coming in and interacting with it after the live stream experience is finished so because of that um, long term that's going to end up being more important than the actual live stream stuff so when people come into the stream you know those analytics are important also because it can help you be mindful of how people are reacting to certain things that you're doing certain things that you might be doing in your stream that cause people to stick around versus things that you do that cause people to leave and when you are taking note of that you know for the live experience then that's helpful but in a lot of cases the majority of views will end up coming from the replay so because of that you know the the replay analytics are extremely important um, when it comes to you know like okay if people are responding to this live but they're not responding well on the replay do i need to tweak things while i'm live in order to make it a better replay experience right so it just kind of helps you you know be able to identify those problems next We've got down the road with Brian Mallard. This is a Mallard, isn't it? It is a Mallard. Yep. Yeah, I think Puddles is a Mallard. Yeah, Puddles is a Mallard duck. Pretty sure. So the uh, type of channel is travel and similar. The goal of the channel, share with people places that exist that they may find interesting. The question is, so this isn't about my channel, but my brother's. He can't get monetized because AdSense claims he has another AdSense account, but he doesn't. He cannot get in touch with anyone in AdSense as they seem to be totally automated. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. Um, is well, there, welcome to YouTube. Yep. Is there, is there any <laughs> advice on how to reach out to them um, or what might be causing this? 
So um, step number one is I would reach out to Team YouTube, and they're going to send you to a different place. Um, or you can try to reach out to the AdSense Twitter account um, as well and see if they can help you there. Oh, are they on Twitter too? Yeah. Really? I didn't yeah. Know but, um, uh, but I would start with Team YouTube since this is, you know, YouTube channel related and just let them know like, hey, he doesn't even have another account. And uh, we're trying to get this, you know, all set up so that they can lead you in the right direction there. But if you don't have one, create a Twitter or X account. And then from that Twitter account, then go to at Team YouTube and or just make your tweet and just at Team YouTube in there so that they'll see it and uh, let them know the problem that you are having. And they should get back to you either with a canned response that will send you to a very specific help doc that will help you um, or they'll, you know, hit you up via DM um, and they will try to, you know, help you figure it out. So I would I would start there. Got a super <clears> chat. <throat> Dynasty trades super in uh, in five says, hey guys, thanks. Uh, as always, I breached 10,000 subscribers last month and you've helped me immensely. Can you speak to the latest best practices when it comes to the structure of descriptions and pinned comments, links, affiliates, etc.? Breached. So this is, a, yeah, I like that. I love, yeah, I like, like, yeah, I like I that love, too. Yeah. yeah, it's I like, oh, he kicked the door down. Right? Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Breached. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that, uh, and of course it turned into a, an internet <laughs> meme where they, they, they took the clip of Obama where he's like uh, announced that they got Osama bin Laden, and he and and then somebody did a cut and they like recreated the backdrop, and he walks off the door and kicks the door open. <laughs> you ever, have you ever seen that? No, really? Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, show it to me later. It I've seen looks it. so good. It looks perfect. It looks like he said it, then walked off and kicked the door open. Nice. <laughs> Breached it. I love it. So um, here in just a second, hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you the thing here. So the very first thing, um, and I'm just going to pull this up here uh, on screen real quick so you can uh, so you can see it. You're showing it? Yep. So let's see here. So it should be in, and then... I don't see it. Let's see. Any day Give now. Give me one second here because I'm using this as an example. There you go. Anytime now. Yep, there we go. Boy, that's slow. Look at that. Yeah, I think we're both hitting the thing there. There we go. Okay. So can you see it on your I, end? I can oh, there see it. it is. Okay. There. So the very first thing is when it comes to your description, and this is just a little, you know, information for everybody, but when it comes to your description, one of the things that you want to remember is that if you do make content that people might find in YouTube search, keep in mind that your description does show up here the top of your description shows up here when people are looking for things in YouTube search. And this can help people, you know, have context to what it is that they're going to get from your video. So because of that, best practice is that you write a paragraph or two that explains what's going to be happening in the actual video. Um, if you want to level that up, if you are somebody that might be getting some traffic from search as well, make sure that you do add a keyword or keyword phrase to that that's relevant to what it is that you are trying to show up for, because this is all also something that you know does help give the system a little bit of context to what the video might be about so that's the thing that you should prioritize and then from there the next thing is uh, is to prioritize based on what you're trying to do now this is gonna sound a little bit weird but the whole idea is okay if you are trying to get people to join your channel memberships on YouTube. In that case, then you want to make sure that link is pretty high, right? So it's like description and then channel memberships because that's the priority. If you're trying to bring attention to something in one of your pieces of content as an affiliate and you're like, okay, I'm going to be talking about this thing in my video or I'm going to mention it and then just try to lead people down to my description, which by the way, the video that's coming out Monday, everybody here, watch that as soon as it shows up on your homepage. But the, uh, 
when it comes to the description, if you're trying to bring attention to like a product or service or something like that, then of course you want to prioritize that right after you do the actual description text. Um, and then as far as everything else down the line, you do it based on priority. So for example, if you're like, okay, uh, I'm going to do my description. And then the next thing that's important to me right now is, you know, spreading awareness about my memberships, then that would go there. And then underneath that, I have, you know, these specific tools or services or whatever I recommend. That's what I do in mind. Um, and then you put that block uh, uh, down there. I call it an awareness block, but you put that block down there. And then that lets people know those products and services you support. And then underneath that, if you're like, hey, I've got, you know, additional stuff here that I want to let them know about me or whatever you can do that or you can also say okay right now i'm trying to increase the watch time that i'm getting on my channel overall so because of that i'm constantly letting people know in my videos that i have a specific video that I mentioned in my videos that's linked down in my video description and at the end of my video. So that for the people that don't make it to the end of the video that might wanna check that video out as soon as you mention it, they're gonna go down to your video description. So if you're trying to get more watch time on your channel, then in that particular case, for those of you that are trying to get in the partner program and stuff like that, then in that particular case, making sure that you're prioritizing, uh, you know, like a playlist. Hey, if you're enjoying this video, you know, I've got a whole, you know, uh, you know uh, playlist full of videos like this, but be specific, right? So like on mine, I'm like, hey, these are, you know, videos for new YouTubers or, you know, something like that. But basically just be specific about what's in that playlist and make sure you're prioritizing that if you're trying to increase the watch time on your channel. Also mentioning that you have it in the description is helpful. Um, but basically taking everything and building it around what you're trying to accomplish and prioritizing it based on what you're trying to accomplish at that point in time um, is, the, is the move that you want to make. When it comes to the pinned comments, if possible, always send the pinned comments uh, to another video on your YouTube channel, because again, that will help you with watch time. Of Some people will put affiliate links there. Um, I'm a little bit weird about that because YouTube has you know rules about you know creating things for the purpose of sending people off platform. And even though nobody gets in trouble for it that I'm aware of, that's one of those gray lines for me about like, hey, if I'm gonna pin a comment, I'm not gonna put an affiliate link here because that's just, yeah, it's a little too close to the line for me personally personally, because <laughs> I try to play by the rules. Um, uh, Renee's in here, maybe he can add some clarity to that and make sure that it's okay. But the uh, but the idea is to, you know, try to use that to send people into more content that would that would make sense to them based on the video that they're currently watching. So if they're watching a video in your case, um, uh, I'm not exactly sure what it is that you do on your channel, but if they're watching a video on one topic, you want to think to yourself, the people that are interested in this particular topic, what could I recommend to them next? So as people are going into my comment section, even though that pinned comment isn't necessarily prioritized anymore, um, but for people that do see it in my uh, comment section, what can I lead them into that would make the most sense to them based on what they care about? So um, that's what you want to use your pinned comment for. You can also use it for feedback. So if you're like, hey, um, I want to make some videos that are just dedicated to the people that are watching my channel, and I'm going to like shout them out in the videos and things like that, like I do sometimes with my subscriber milestone series when I earn my subscriber Q&A series when I do those, then in that case, if you're trying to collect that information, you can do it in your community feed. Or when you make a video about anything, you can have a pinned comment that says, you know, hey, uh, you know, I'm looking for some video ideas, some things that, you know, that I can make for you. If you have something you would like me to make, then mention it here. And then that gives people an opportunity to say it there as well. Um, but you can use it for like announcement type stuff like that, or to drive people into additional content. Um, another thing, 
is when it does come when it does come to your video descriptions absolutely you know always at the top you should have some information about what it is that's going to be going on in the video so always have that and then underneath that build in the order of importance so what i mean by that is like if you're trying to generate revenue right now and that's really important because you're trying to go full time then make sure that you are prioritizing things that can also generate revenue and that you're trying to spread awareness to people that you have things available down in the video description and that spreading awareness about it will also increase the amount of people going down there which then will increase the exposure to everything it is that you have down in your video description so hopefully okay. that helps while you were doing all of that mm -hmm. i clicked off of the last youtube channel that you pulled up okay that i had pulled up here and i clicked on the youtube homepage. okay guess what was suggested to me uh bear do you know was it a bear that they're making a movie about the fall guy with colt Seavers? no way yeah I did not. The preview just dropped yesterday. Nice. Guess, so that's gonna that's gonna start a resurgence in those trucks. They have them in the truck, but it's like a modern. Uh, they probably have a new one, don't they? No, they have them driving like an old truck, but oh, it's a nice. modern day. It's like a modern day uh, adaptation of it. Nice. But he has the truck. Guess who's playing Colt Seavers? You're never, you're never gonna guess. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Gosling. That was close. Wow, that was. Yeah. I thought Ryan Gosling. Did you? I did. I thought Ryan yeah. Gosling, but I said Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, and I was watching the, the the preview. I couldn't hear, but I was watching it, like the hover. I think we'll they, see. They may have ruined a classic. So here's a quick story for you that you yeah. guys don't know about D. So when D was in high school and he went to his prom, that was your prom, right? So basically, he had a uh, he had tried to steal the car. Yeah. So he had uh, oh, so man. him and his him and his prom date went to uh, prom, and was it was it mom's car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, he was driving my mom's car. They went to prom, and how does this have to do with the fall guy? And they had because, because you called did? her Colt Seavers. Okay. <laughs> after that, yeah. So so basically, what happened was they went to prom, and I think it was after the prom they went somewhere and he parked the car and left her inside just to run in and do something somebody jumped in the car to steal it took off and she was still in the car she had to jump out of the car in her prom dress uh and uh, what happened they ended up just ditching the car later yeah so we were underage so we were we were like 16 17 years old we were going to get a hotel room after prom we were on my mom's car and it was like a nice five-star hotel and i had the reservation and somebody tried to take the car pretending to be like a valet in like right where you would park the car at a nice hotel uh where valet would come in yeah like there like you pulled in parked the car somebody tried to take it there hmm. and just took off and flew down the street she literally had to jump out and roll down the street yeah. in her prom dress yeah. so we ended up getting like totally comped at the hotel hmm. because we were kids like they sure. didn't like we weren't even supposed to get yeah the they're hotel probably room. like oh no no no, we yeah, don't want any problems here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah they was like what do you guys want like, you want an upgrade what do you want did everything yeah so they didn't want this thing like somebody tried to steal a car or kidnap some girl on prom she had to jump out in a, yeah crazy that was crazy so yeah cult sievers became her nickname yeah. i can't believe you remember that yeah yeah anytime i think of the fall guy which isn't often but anytime i do that that comes up right along with it yeah yeah it's in my subconscious somewhere yeah, yeah. so i'm in the lobby like checking in Right, I'm in the lobby checking in, and she comes hobbling. I mean, this is horrible. She comes hobbling, crying, like the dress is like all tattered mm -hmm. and everything, <sighs> crying, running in the lobby. And like my my brain, I'm like, what happened? Like you were just sitting in the car, because she, she had to jump out, and she like come running in. She was like all skinned up, and like that was crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, the dress is ruined. In case you're wondering. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
probably some skin too. Yeah. So really quick, uh, yeah. Renee just mentioned that it's okay to put affiliate links in your pinned comment as long as, and this is the thing that's super important with anything that you're linking to on your YouTube channel. It doesn't matter if it's in your description, your about me page or your creator links, um, doesn't matter where it's at, is um, make sure that anything that you're linking to does not violate the community guidelines in any way. So we just got that clarity here. So thank you, Renee, uh, for that. But again, you know, the important side of that message is just making sure that if you are using affiliate links, that you are promoting things to where they do not violate the terms of service or the community guidelines. So for example, you know, if you ever get hit up for somebody that wants to sponsor you and have you promote their gambling website or something like that, those types of things, you know, can get you into, uh, you know, some, uh, some issues there. So, so I'm going to finish telling the story real quick. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we actually think that they were trying to thanks for that Renee. that they were actually trying to take her because after she jumped out of the car they pulled the car over left the car and they ran off mm. so i think they were actually trying to kidnap her mm. and then when she jumped out scary. otherwise they would have just taken the car yeah yeah so scary scary yeah, be careful yeah be careful out there yeah be careful out there i mean that was a long time ago but be careful out there anyway it's probably yeah. probably more scary now yeah like lock the doors you're in the car by yourself the person driving right. the car goes in yeah happen to be in a, par a prom dress right lock the doors yeah Take so good story good yeah. story yeah that's so, crazy can you imagine how scary that was for oh my her? gosh i bet that was terrifying yeah absolutely I terrifying process what was happening sure because i got like just like you know 30 seconds ago she's in the car you know whatever a minute later she comes come in and i'm just like Whoa. like what happened yeah <laughs> like how did that happen between <laughs> there like you know 10 feet outside the door and here? <laughs> yeah I had, I had difficulty processing oh that. nice yeah so next up, we have Her Heel Review. Um, Her Heel Review, uh, they do movie review content. The goal of the channel is 1,000 subs and a community of subscribers. And the question is, I'm thinking about doing uh, a channel where I review movies for parents. Can I move my older reviews or should I just re-edit them? Yeah, I would make original content. Like if you're going to upload, you know, to a different channel and stuff, um, you know, because you've been on YouTube for a while. So I'm guessing what you can make now is probably better than what you were making, you know, like a year ago. Uh, so because of that, I would just start it fresh with like fresh content and just, you know, have have that different value that you offer over there super chat stacy morgan thank you for the uh super chat says um in five years in five years Stacey, we were just talking about you tonight that's he's the one i was talking about during dinner oh the guy with, with the, the youtube, YouTube wall. wall okay yeah okay Stacey, nice we were just, yeah nice what's going on what are the odds of that yeah Stacey, holy legit, man moly. we were just talking about you tonight uh, over dinner i was talking about the youtube wall what are the odds of that yeah okay so That's um crazy. says he hasn't popped up in a while wow says uh welcome back by yeah, the way yeah says uh in five years i made and sent over 30 youtube title belts around the world cost over ten thousand dollars should i call out uh to them in the same video or should i do 30 separate videos in each i need them all together so call you're out. saying that you sent ten thousand dollars worth of belts around the world and you're asking if you should call out to them in a video um what what i would think about there is that they would need to see that video in order for that to happen i mean you could send them an email about it and let them know um if you're going to send them like if you're trying to bring it to their intention attention in some way i would do the individual videos so that you can send it to them and each video that you're sending to them is relevant to them but if you're just trying to let other people know about it then in that case it would be you know if it was me i would do it all together if you're trying to let other people know about it and then that way uh you can you know put together you know the whole story let people know what it is that you've done share you know the the belts that you sent to everybody and all that and make it like one really cool video instead of making 30 videos that are pretty much explaining the same story but for different people unless those were shorts 
Yeah, you could technically do both. Could do both, yeah. yeah you take the shorts and yeah. you could retake them and like make a compilation and put them into one longer video. Yep. Yep. So um yeah, that's God, crazy. That's so what are the odds? It yeah. is. It absolutely is. Yeah, like what? What what time is it? Nine nine twenty five. So four four hours ago, roughly. Yeah, yeah ballpark. Yeah. Yep. So about four hours ago we were talking about mm -hmm. you. His ears must have been ringing. Yeah. Yeah. And and Stacey, you remember you remember you followed a channel and you were asking me how they did it where the guy could search the comments and think like he would have you type in a word. Do you remember that? That's that's what brought it up. Mm -hmm. I forget the channel name, but yeah. Wow, that's so weird, man. Yeah, Brian G said that's what he did with his book launch is he sent personal videos and it resulted in over 900 plus shares across social media by sending those uh, personal videos. How big is the map? What's going on? Nice to see you in here. So he did personal videos that you, where did you, like you sent Yeah, so basically email? he would send the book and he would send the email out that, uh, or, or send them a video yeah. that's just customized to that person. Uh, 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 uh. So uh, let's see here. Next channel that we have is Living, Laughing, and Crafting with Crohn's. They do daily content. The type of channel is reactions mixed uh, with art and Crohn's education. I do mainly live streams. The goal of the channel is fun, education, and extra income. And the question is, been on YouTube uh, from 2017 posting art videos. In the past six months, I've been watching a lot of content on how to work the algorithm, sort of. So really quick, um, when it comes to working the algorithm, so don't watch videos on like how to beat YouTube's algorithm. Don't yeah. watch videos like that. Yeah. Um, instead, look for, look for uh, or instead just think about it through this perspective. Think about it through the lens of I'm serving people here. I'm not trying to trick a machine. I'm, 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 I'm making videos for people. I'm making videos for people that are interested in the types of things that I'm sharing on my YouTube channel. So because of that, all I have to do is learn how to get people to identify that this content's about something they might care about from the outside quickly through your thumbnail, compel them to click on that through your title. That can be just informational or, you know, you can make it something that is more compelling that would, you know, make somebody feel they need to click it instead of just clicking on it if they wanted to. Um, and then from there, how can you create content that adds the highest value to those people and creates the most satisfactory experience for those people. And the reason it's important to make sure that you're thinking about that approach is because, you know, the, the, the statement for this is that the algorithm follows the audience. So what you need to do is you need to serve the audience first and then YouTube systems will pick up like, hey, when people are interacting with this channel that are interested in these very specific things, they're really enjoying it and they're having a good experience here. So if they're having this good experience, which helps YouTube serve what it is that they're trying to do, then in that case, let's show it to other people that use YouTube and watch content similar to, to what the people that are enjoying this are. And then that's how your videos start getting recommended to a lot more people because they start having that really positive response with your content. So um, instead of thinking about it like you're trying to work the algorithm or hit the algorithm or yeah. you're trying to trick the algorithm in some way or you know optimize for the algorithm and you know that language that people will use sometimes to get you to click you use algorithm hacks and stuff that people will use to get you yeah. to click on videos um stop you know don't don't think that way just think of it from the perspective of like okay i am you know making content that adds a certain type of value to people and i'm being you know targeted with who it is that that value is you know being added to and all i have to do is make sure that i'm continually adding that value you over a period of time but to continue with your question says i've started putting in hours 
and days and I'm seeing some results, but being a live streamer, I'm wondering how to get more people in my lives in a, in a uh, niche community. So what you wanna think about is you have the live experience and then you have the live replay experience. So the live experience is what you want people to come into, but the replay experience is where people, uh, more people are likely to get introduced to you. So when you're live, those do carry weight. So in terms of YouTube understands that live, the live experience is important to people. So because of that, YouTube will prioritize that live stream, um, you know, because there's no performance information outside of, you know, are people sticking around to this when they go into it? That's all they know or all the system knows at that time. So what you want to think about is when I'm packaging this up from the outside before I go live, how can I do the same thing that I would do when I'm making a video in terms of helping people identify that this is something that they care about? So a mistake that a lot of live streamers make is they will, they will have their video titled like live stream uh, or this week's live stream, but, but there's no context and the thumbnail doesn't give any context. And because of that, nobody's gonna, you know, not a lot of people are gonna click on that video. But if you're like, hey, this is, I'm gonna title it like a video, something compelling based around what it is that we're gonna be talking about or sharing or showing in the stream. Um, and then we're gonna make a thumbnail that will help them identify this is about something that they care about. So in your case, that would be something Crohn's related um, or something entertainment related. And then, um, uh, and then when it comes to your live streams, then you need to make sure that you're structuring them well so that you can get the replay experience as well. So how you do that is two different approaches. One, right when you start your stream, you can just come in and go for it. That's kind of like what we do, even though we do have some filler stuff that kind of blends into it. So for example, we'll have a little bit of banter, you know, when we start and things like that. And that gives notifications time to go out and those sorts of things, which buys us a little bit of time for those notifications to go out. But as people are coming in, there's something happening, right? And for the people that are here before we even go live, something's happening for them as well, right? So, uh, so making sure that you have those types of things that you're keeping in mind um, in terms of that structure, because if you just start it and go for it, then you wanna make sure that you're not doing a lot of the shout outy stuff and you know spending a bunch of time spotlighting people as they're coming in the stream and things like that, because that makes for a less than great replay experience because it makes it very clear that, hey, we kind of missed the boat on this, right? And because it was better as a live. Um, but if you structure it in a way to where you're like, okay, I'm gonna front load all of that stuff, and then I'm gonna reset the live stream to where maybe you know 10 or 15 minutes into it, then I'm gonna say, hey, if you're just joining us, pause for a second and say, today we're talking about blah, blah, blah. And then that way, after the live stream is complete, you can cut at that point in YouTube's built-in editor to where right before you say, today we're talking about, um, and you can craft that any way you want. I'm just using today, we're, we're talking about this as an example, but you cut the video there, and then for the replay viewers, when they come into it, they don't see all that other stuff you did at the beginning. Instead, they come into it as, today we're talking about X, Y, Z, and then you get into the actual content. Um, so I would take that approach, and by doing that, you are making sure that you are giving yourself the best chance while you're live by optimizing everything so that people can identify it's something they care about. And then on the replay side, you're also giving people a taste of the value that you do provide. So then, if they do want to participate in your live streams later, hopefully that showed them some of you know what it is that you do and when they see you go live hopefully they'll get recommended that content and come in so creator classroom says so d and nick talk about some of us at you would be surprised oh, yeah. yeah yes we do oh yeah yes, absolutely yep. absolutely yep. uh we talk about the, the entire community we talk about people who leave comments people mm -hmm. who show up regularly in live streams yep. um yeah absolutely yep. i mean you know you 
all of you guys, I mean, you're all part of this too. Right. So sometimes if something stands out or we, we're going to reference something that someone said, or it's like, ah, oh, you remember when somebody said this, I was thinking about that. And here's a better way to, there, there, there's a million reasons to do that. But yes, yeah. we're talking, we're talking about a lot of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> we're talking about a lot of <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Tiffany says, so if our, if our ears are burning up, we know why. Yep. Yeah. Probably us. Probably yes. us. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, so let's see. So the next uh, question that we have here is from Life Chats with Diane. Uh, they upload one time per week or more. The type of channel is mental health discussions. The goal of the channel is to help people with mental health. The question is, by chance, would body image stop people from watching? My content is good information, but my retention isn't there. Just curious if you've ever heard of this. Can I? So if you mean, yeah, go I, ahead. Can yep, I, yeah, all so you. you can, you can give yours. I just want to give you a, produc- uh, a production tip here because while... Uh, I, I looked. I briefly looked at your channel. I couldn't hear it to hear the quality of your audio or how you actually put things together. But I can tell you that your actual video framing is wrong. You are you are really weighted down at the bottom, and there's there's a thing like people don't really realize why something feels comfortable and why it doesn't, and some things are off center. It might not feel good. So there's a thing called the rule of thirds. So I I would suggest you learn about the rule of thirds and what that's going to allow you to do is you're going to move yourself up a little bit. And when you learn about the rule of thirds, you're going to realize where to kind of place your eyes along that grid. So you need to come up. You've got all this dead space on top of you. And when I look at the video, it feels uncomfortable. It's it's not about uh, what what did you put here? Uh, you put your body image. It's, it's not about body image. It's about, well, for me, the first thing I noticed was that the framing was wrong and the framing made me feel weird because it's not, it's not how we're used to seeing things. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to reframe yourself. So that would be my advice to you. Uh, the first thing I noticed when I hovered over one of your videos, was like, oh, the framing, framing is way off on this one. So that, that, that's my tip to you. Go ahead. So when it comes to YouTube, absolutely, there's going to be some people that, that you know, make judgments just like they do in, in, you know, regular life. So without question, you know, you are going to have people that, you know, make those type of judgments. But with that said, there are YouTube channels, very successful YouTube channels of people of every shape, size, and color. Yeah. So uh, because of that, just keep in mind that, you know, you have just as much potential here as everybody else. And a lot of people think that, um, you know, things like that are the reasons that people aren't responding to their content, but often it's not that, right? So people sometimes will go to things like that first. Um, but in reality, it's just that maybe, you know, like for example, I was looking at your thumbnails too, while, while D was talking, um, you know, about the framing and even some of your thumbnails aren't very clear in terms of what it is that you're offering, um, in terms of, you know, grabbing somebody's attention in the feed. Like for example, you have this big Brown one that says the power of expectations. And really it's just a big, brown thumbnail, there's nothing really happening. And it has, you know, just the words power of expectation with like a a photo on the side. Um, So, you know, those types of things, even though they can, simple thumbnails can be, you know, um, effective, but the idea is to be like, okay, how can I like grab somebody's, you know, attention with this? And, you know, a lot of your, you know, thumbnails aren't really, you know, that, um, that much. So, you know, I would look more into um, like, how are people responding to what it is that I'm doing? And one of the things that you are doing right now is you're like, hey, I was in my retention. That's why I'm thinking about 
this. But just as a heads up, you know, people know from the autoplay, you know, what they're getting into for that. Um, and when it comes to the retention, it's not always, you know, what it is that they're that they're seeing in terms of making judgments on you. It's also like maybe when you're when your content starts, there's nothing happening or you're not saying anything to them that makes them want to stick around. Yeah. So in the industry, we call that the hook, right? It's basically where as somebody's coming into a piece of content, you grab their attention in some way and you let them know what it is that they're in for. And, you know, through that particular part of the, uh, you know, video structure, you are giving people information about what it is that they might be getting, you know, in the stream or what you are going to be giving them in the stream or video content. Yeah, I, I want to add to that too. Um, what you're going through in terms of audience retention, I think most creators, I don't oh, care. Yeah, without question. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, anyone who is now successful on YouTube, we've gone through that as well. I still do I, it. I still do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, like some, sometimes we, yeah. just like you guys, like sometimes I put out videos and you yeah. just don't respond to them that well because, you know, because, you know, I, you know, d didn't spend much time on the video or I just assumed like, oh yeah, maybe they'll understand this or whatever. And then I'll start talking about something. And then, you know, because a lot of the people that watch my content are new, um, then people will just kind of tune out, you know, in those parts and they'll end up leaving the video, things like that. So I'm going to show you something I, here really quick. I, I'll actually well, pull one up. Go yeah, ahead. Well, while you're doing that. So I went through the first, I don't know, year and a half maybe even two years of my channel my audience retention on the majority of my videos like they would they would click in and it was just a nosedive mm -hmm. i mean the video still did well over time uh, because it was a utility video it was teaching people how to do things right. so long term they did well but they would have done significantly better if i would have just gotten to the point faster instead what i was doing is i would waste 30 seconds of the viewer's time at the beginning talking about hey subscribing and doing all this stuff. i would front load everything and that's that's fine it works for some people but it didn't work for my channel if i put too much information at the front that was not what they clicked for they clicked away so what i found worked better for my channel is i, I just come in with some sort of a hook guns a blazing i get into it then if I'm going to ask them to subscribe or do any of that stuff, I ask them after I provide some sort of value and I do it quickly and then I move on. But, but we've all we've all struggled with this and we all still struggle with. Yeah, this. like even, even, it's hard to keep people's attention for a long period of time. It's hard to it grab is. people's attention. It like is. you learn things like over time, right, to where it's like, OK, uh, like now, you know, I've, I'm pretty good at grabbing people's attention when they first, you know, come in, grabbing your attention when you first come in. But right. I don't always nail it. Yeah. And, you know, some of you know it because you click away. <laughs> right. So, yeah. uh, you know, so because of that, you know, uh, definitely something to uh, consider. Yeah. Is that popping up on your end yet? Not yet. No. Okay. But yeah, we all go through this. And, and, you know, if you're fairly new to the I think you've been around for a year, I think I saw, uh, or two years. It, it takes time. It yeah, takes so time. here's an example, and I, I'm showing you this because I just want to make uh, I just want to make it, you know, clear. Did you just click that off? No, it's it's spinning. It's trying to oh, okay. come through. There's some sort of a, a delay here. Yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, I'm just going to show you guys this just so that you know. You know, because like I said, I know a lot of you are, like, getting started. Like, I've been doing it, this for nine years. And, you know, I, I just want to show you, like, you know, I run into this stuff, too. It is not wanting to come through. It's just black. Hold on. There it is. So It's it, not showing. There no, it is. It is. It's showing now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so you, you, for example. Bad. You call that bad? Yeah. So, so for example, like, <laughs> like you can see here, it's an 18-minute video. Um, it's 18 minutes and 33 seconds. The complete rate on this video was 16%. Um, you can see here, I was able to grab attention, right, right here, um, this first 22 seconds. I was able to grab attention and kind of stop people here. Um, or, you know, yeah, stop or slow down the drop right here. But once they start getting into the content itself, then you can see, you know, it starts, you know, really 
you know, dropping down quickly. And then here it looks like people, you know, rewound this part a little bit. So this is probably a knowledge, you know, uh, you know, something, you know, really good that he said. Um, but basically, you know, on this particular video, you know, we, we had a nice drop here. I slowed it down quickly, but you can see that it's still, you know, still pretty, pretty low. And it's not just that video. Like I've got, you know, a lot of videos that, you know, that have that. So, you know, when it comes to this stuff, the, the what the best thing that you can do is, you know, experiment a lot with how you're, you know, starting your videos and be just intentional. So for example, just to put this into, uh, you know, just to give you guys some, just to be transparent. So the video that's coming on Monday, that particular video, we'll see if you respond to it or not, but um, that particular video is scripted. So for that one, because I wanted to make sure that I shared very specific information with you and because of that one, I was like, you know, I'm not going to bullet point this one because I want to make sure that, you know, I make this as tight as possible because it's really important because I know just like today, we've had a bunch of people that we've answered questions where they're like, yeah, I want to do this full time. So I'm like, okay, I want to make sure there's like zero fluff in this and I'm going to script it out and I'm going to make sure that every part of this is knowledge and uh because of that it's it's a super tight video so i'm expecting the retention on that one to be to be pretty good but um but we'll see like the first things that i say when you come into that video it might not land but we're gonna we're gonna find out um uh but you know it, it happens to you know it happens to everybody and the whole goal as a content creator is you just try to try to make it happen less and less right because you know sometimes you know, you can nail it every time. Some some creators get really good at nailing it every single time. Um, but, you know, for a lot of us, we have to just reduce that drop and reduce the amount of people leaving at different parts in the video. And, you know, and, and you just get, get uh, you know, you just get better at it over time, but still sometimes you drop the ball. It's part of being human, I guess. Christina Smallhorn in the house, what's going on? Hey. Yeah, she, she has a big channel also, and she mentions here, you know, it's the hockey stick effect, where, you know, people come in and then they leave. And some of that is also based on expectations too. So like you always hear me talking about, you know, your thumbnail and title, they create an expectation for what somebody's gonna get inside of the video. And sometimes if that doesn't feel like it's being met when somebody's interacting with your content, that by itself will cause people to leave, even though you're doing all of the stuff that regular, that keeps, that regularly keeps people watching the content. Dana Batal also in the house, yes, who Batal, is man. awesome, by the way, because he said Christine is awesome, mm. but she is. Camping Pups RV, um, they've been on YouTube for one week or more. The type of channel is RV tips and tricks for beginners. The goal of the channel is to share knowledge we wish we knew along the way. And the question is, um, I embedded captions into a video to keep style and branding the same. Since YouTube auto generates captions, it sometimes distracts. Can I delete the YouTube auto caption or change its font look, or should I stop worrying about making mine unique? Yeah, I would stop worrying about it um, and let YouTube do theirs, um, unless you wanted to do it at the very beginning, which is what a lot of people are doing to compensate for that autoplay. Um, and the reason for that, is because people see those captions and in, in, or they can see those captions if you're translating them in different languages so because of that it gives yourself the opportunity to make sure that you know that people are seeing what's most relevant to them right so if you're translating your stuff then in that case you know making sure that you have uh those visible is is really important but if you are going to do that if you are going to put them on there anyway uh one thing that you can also do is is just note where youtube puts theirs and when you are editing your video put a guide over your video you can just make a graphic guide in photoshop or canva or, or whatever it is that you use and with that guide um you would basically have it to where okay all of my captions i put here need to be above this line in order to make sure that uh that i can have mine showing while youtube is showing theirs if you know that's a priority for you 
All right. Next question that we have here is from My Yarn Loft. I think we did one from them earlier. I'm not sure, but crochet tutorials, education and creativity is the goal. It says, how long should I wait before I change the thumbnail and title to a video that's recently uploaded? So the best practice for this is to over time, learn the baselines on your channel. What that means is start to get an idea around and keep in mind every video is different. People are gonna respond to everything differently, but you just wanna get a loose target. So the whole idea is to say, okay, um, if my video is getting X amount of impressions, across my channel historically the videos that have performed well have gotten this type of response um, you'll also learn over time like okay if i publish videos about these types of things people will respond better than if i publish videos about these types of things stuff like that but the idea is to say okay this is about the area that when I have this many impressions for all the videos that perform well, they typically have these types of numbers on them. Um, obviously, once the video is done, you can't necessarily do much about the audience retention unless there's something glaring that you can remove with the YouTube editor. But when it comes to the uh, thumbnails and titles, you know, if you have those baselines, then you can say, and you have, you know, data to support it, you can say, okay, well, the videos that do well, when I hit this mark in impressions on home pages or suggested videos, my, uh, my click through rate is usually this on the videos that do well. And what that's going to do is that's going to help you identify content that's way underperforming. So for example, you might get it close to that, right? It's like, Hey, the stuff that does well, it usually gets this. And that gives you just a ballpark. But if you're like, way, wow, I'm like, like this package it's half of what I normally get by this many impressions, then you know, like, okay, this might be something that I need to update. But here's something that you have to be really careful about. Long-term performance on YouTube is not dictated by how your videos perform right out of the gate for most types of content. I mean, really for any type of content, but, you know, especially for, you know, for what most of us are doing. Um, it's not, you know, like you got to think about how's this video going to do in 30 days 90 days how's how's it's going to how's this going to perform on the platform a year from now right because sometimes when you publish a video you might go into your stats in your creator studio and you might see that little one out of ten thing and you might see it at number 10 and you're like oh my gosh i can't believe it at number 10 i gotta change something immediately but if you just leave it alone then what you might find out is okay maybe this time next week it's going to be in number seven or number six, or maybe it's already in the number one or number two spot. Um, but if you notice something's like consistently, you know, uh, uh, performing poorly against your, uh, uh, impressions that you mark, uh, you know, when you're figuring out your averages, then in that case, it just throws that red flag to let you know, like, okay, this is like really underperforming. So if it's not the topic, and th these are things that you learn over time, but if it's not the topic in terms of how my audience typically responds to these topics, then in that particular case, maybe I do need to make a change here, right? So um, I would just let it sit. I would try to just look at it through this lens. Does this thumbnail help people identify that this is something uh, that they might care about? If the answer is yes, and there's a clear focus on whatever that is, then in that case, it's probably doing its job. Maybe it can do it better, but it's probably doing its job. Is this title something that helps them identify what they're gonna be getting in the video, or does it create some type of curiosity, or is it compelling in some way to where it would cause them that target audience I'm trying to reach to click on? If the answer is yes, then in that particular case, it might be fine. It might just need more time on the platform. And uh, really quick, uh, uh, Renee says that uh, you can also go into traffic sources and see how your subscribe feed is converting. They tend to be your hardcore audience. Um, and hold on. And there's no algorithm there. So if not, so if it's not performing there, then change faster. Great tip. Love that. Always bring in the gems. 
Absolutely love it. Um, let's see here. So next up, we have Fretboard Diaries. Thank you for the super chat. Says, um, hey, guys, just hit 3,000 subscribers and got my first payouts. Thanks largely to your advice. Um, what's the next step that you'd recommend for a channel at this stage? First off, high five and fist bump, high five and fist bump to you for crossing 3,000 subscribers and getting your first YouTube payout. So the next thing that I would do is I would go and I would start digging through your content and start looking for thing for content that people have responded to the best topically excuse me, and then start thinking to yourself, okay, this is the stuff that people, you know, really like from me. So is there any other versions of this or anything that I can add to these videos that I've made in the past? Cause I'm better now. Is there anything that I can add to these videos in the past, any type of refresh that I can do on any of these videos or any content that's currently driving the channel, which you can see in your, um, in your, uh, creator studio. So when you log in, if you're on a computer, when you scroll down to the bottom of the screen, you're going to see the videos that are driving the most traffic to the channel right now, starting with the one that's driving the most at the top. So you can look at that you can say, okay, um, if I'm going to be publishing videos, you know, on this channel for the next month or, you know, 60 days or 90 days, then what can I do for these people that are interacting with this channel at a higher rate than the people that are interacting um, with the other content at a lower rate? So in your case, since you're teaching people about playing guitar, let's say that you had a video about how to string a guitar, right? And let's say that that was your highest performing uh, video and it's bringing in a majority of the traffic. Then in that particular case, maybe the next video that you would think about making would be because you're using the data now, right? This is where you're leaning on that is you'd be like, okay, um, the, the, the stringing of the guitar, that video did really well. So maybe if I don't have this video yet, or I can make a better one now, maybe I make a video about different string options that you have that can make the guitar sound better or strings to avoid, or, you know, things like that. So that I can also be targeting, you know, people that are, you know, that care about, you know, that sort of thing. So basically just looking into what's already working and thinking how you can build on that um, is is pretty much, you know, the idea in a nutshell. Any addition to that, D? I didn't hear the question. So Fredboard Diaries just hit 3,000 subscribers. Hey, um, he go, got man. his first payouts as well from way the partner program. And he said, uh, what's the next step that you'd recommend for a channel at that stage? At 3,000? Yep. Man, I would just start looking to see what's working. Mm -hmm. I'd be going heavy on shorts too. Yep. I'd be throwing a bunch of stuff into shorts to see what sticks. I would also be moving on to TikTok, see if you could get some growth on TikTok. But on YouTube, what would you do? Shorts. Would, shorts, but I would also be putting that same content on TikTok. Yep. And another thing you can do as well, just as a heads up, and I'm not sure, you know, if you dig into your analytics much or if you, you know, use it, but another thing you can do is inside of your analytics, there's this feature called grouping. And one of the things that you can also do, and I'm actually going to look up your channel here really quick. Um, let me see if I can quickly get to this. I love um, that channel name. Another thing that you can do also is um, you can use that grouping feature in your YouTube analytics, fretboard diaries. And if you make content, you know, about teaching people about guitar, which you do, but within that content, you have different things. So like, let's say for example, um, let's see here, this one's about pickups, right? Full install on, the, on these particular pickups. That's funny. Five things to know before you mod your first guitar. So then this one's about modding. Why did I tell um, you I needed? Hold what on. Did, yeah, I know the pickups. I, I got to get the pickups, right? Oh, is that the same pickups? The the well, red active? Well, oh. no, he's got different pickups, but I, I have to put in my pickups for the first time. 
So I'm going to be watching your channel to learn how to do it. Yeah, and then here you have like locking tuner install. So that's an accessory. So then basically uh, this one's cleaning your guitar. So basically going into the grouping feature and taking all of your videos that have anything to do with cleaning a guitar, putting them in a group, taking all of your videos that um, are talking about guitar accessories, putting them into a group, taking all your videos that are talking about, uh, you know, repairs or specific repairs. Like if you do a lot of different pickups, then be like, okay, pickup repairs um, uh, and basically categorize your content into those groups and then you can use the compare feature in your groups to start getting a better understanding of how people are responding to each different content type so then you go back to your goals and what it is that you're trying to accomplish with the channel um, and this is on platform if you're trying to use YouTube to accomplish something off platform it's a little bit different but as it relates to you know goals that are YouTube based is you can go in and you can say, okay, since I'm in the partner program now, is there one of these that drive more ad revenue that my, CT that my CPMs are typically higher? Um, is there one that typically causes people to subscribe to the channel at a higher rate? Um, is there another one that typically I can rely on those, you know, based on this group here that, that those typically get a lot more views than the other videos that I publish. And you basically use that feature to just get a better understanding of how people are responding to your content as sets of that type of content. And then from there, you would have the choice to like lean on different pillars of content for different things that you're trying to accomplish with the channel. So for example, since you're in the partner program, like I mentioned, you could say, okay, well, let me see just which ones drive more, uh, like have a higher CPM or RPM. Right. He's so, making a lot of shorts. So I'm, that I'm I can, so that I can, uh, you know, focus more on those since I'm in the partner program or so that I can at least make those a consistent part of my content strategy. Because now that everything's moving on your channel, you're getting, you know, consistent results with what it is that you're doing. You can use all of that information to start planning your content out over the next 90 days and thinking like, okay, um, uh, what exactly am I going to be publishing? Why am I going to be publishing that? So for example, if you're in the partner program trying to increase revenue, some of those videos might be to increase revenue. Some of those videos might be to, you know, grow a stronger subscriber base. Some of those, those videos might be to just increase your view counts like overall, right? Um, so that you can use those to feed other content in your channel um, that maybe you're promoting something as an affiliate, or maybe you use the high view content to send people over to content that, you know, typically has the higher subscriber rates and so on. But you have all of that, you know, data that you can look at when you start digging into your content now to where you can start giving purpose to everything that you publish if you're not doing that already. So I missed. The so first, hopefully that helped. I missed the first half of this conversation. Did you look at their homepage? Did you talk? Yeah, about I was just looking at it right now. Okay. Did oh, you, no, the actual channel page. Yeah, no, so, no, yeah. So I, I was looking at your, your channel because like I said, I, I, I've got a, a set of pickups. I need to put them on my guitar. So here's what I would love to see on, on your channel. If I land on your channel and I'm somebody who, like, I can play guitar, I can play the bass. I don't know how to mod them. I have no idea how to mod them. I would love to see a playlist because I know you've got the content, how to mod your guitar for beginners and then fill that playlist out. I would love to see various playlists on your channel page, the main channel page here, broken down making it easy for me to find the content uh, that I want to find. Because what I see right now is just a very generic videos and then your shorts tab. I don't see anything else in there, which means I have to go hunting to see if that content exists on your channel. In the event I watched one video and I want to go look around your channel to see if there's additional content that I like. And I might not want to look around your channel. So the easier you can make it for the viewer to find the content that they want, I think that's going to be a win. So that's mm -hmm. what I'd be doing right now in addition to everything else that you said. Zach Make, Talks Tech is our next question. Um, they he said you could skip it because we already answered it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So then next up. Yep. 
I hope um, we didn't ask two questions. Sorry, oh, I said I was completely unaware that grouping feature existed. Great stuff. Yep, it's what we're here for, man. Is uh, you know that stuff. So um, so here's the thing. So in order to get to that, just as a heads up, it's a little bit um, uh, complicated uh, in order to get to it. And I'm not sure why they do this, but it is. It is. It really is. So uh, basically, when you go into your analytics, uh, what you want to do is you want to go into advanced mode. So basically, if you're looking on a computer, up in the top right hand side of the screen, you're going to see advanced mode. Click into that. And then once you click into that, then you have the option to where it says compare. Um, you can click on that, and then the box will show up, and you can kind of go in that way. But it seems to be easier if you click on your channel name. And I know this sounds weird, but click on your channel name. And then when you click on that channel name, a box is going to pop up, and then you can go to it uh, that way as well. So then it's not locking you into what are you comparing. Instead, it takes you right into building groups. So when you click on that, I think groups is like the third tab over, I believe. Click on that, and then at the bottom, it's going to say create group. And you can use this in a ton of different ways. So since we're talking about it, we're going to go just a little bit more down this road before we move on. So when it comes to that grouping feature, not only can you use it to better understand the different you know, content that you're putting out and how people are responding to it, but you can also use it to test things. So for example, if you're like, okay, for the next 90 days, I'm trying to increase the rate that people are subscribing to my YouTube channel. Then in that particular case, if you're going to use a specific call to action, then what you can say is, is okay, for, you know, these five videos, I'm going to use this call to action. I'm going to, you know, invite people to subscribe in this way. Um, and then for the next five videos, I'm going to ask people to do it this way. The next five videos, I'm going to ask people to do this way. And then you can compare each one of those against each other. And you can see, hey, do people typically subscribe more to this? And if they do, and you notice that, test it some more, right? To Just to confirm, because five videos isn't like a lot, but test it, you know, a little bit more to confirm. Um, and then from there, that helps you fine tune how you ask people to subscribe. Same exact thing goes for how you're writing your titles. Same thing goes for what it is that you're showing in your thumbnails. So for example, you can say, okay, uh, this group is all the thumbnails that I have that I'm not in it. And then this group right here is the thumbnails that I have where I am in it and see if you notice a difference in terms of how people are responding there. So just all kinds of really fun stuff that you can do. But the idea is to use the groups to be able to compare all of the different, you know, things that you might want to try on your YouTube channel from the content to thumbnail decisions and title decisions, um, even calls to action and how you're structuring videos and you can compare, you know, videos against a lot, like, like you can do all kinds of really cool stuff in there. So, um, so that's what you want to, that's what you want to think about. Hopefully that helps. What number are you on? Um, let's see here. 43. You're on 43. Oh, I'm sorry. No, we're on 26. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> it took a little bit longer. Hey, than little, I thought. hey, uh, little crafty nook says she just got her first affiliate marketing paycheck. High five and fist bump to you for that. I love it when people are doing alternative monetization on YouTube. Um, so in your case specifically, make sure you watch that video that I'm putting out Monday. Um, cause we're going to be talking, you know, more about that as well in that particular video. And it's going to give you some, uh, some really good tips on, uh, on that as well. So do you, do you remember your first affiliate check ever? With anything? No. I don't either. No. I don't either. But it was a long, long time, time ago. It was a long <laughs> yeah. time ago. But yeah, whatever your affiliate check is, if, if you're like, well, it's if, if my first affiliate check. It becomes a numbers game at that point. Yeah. Right. Let's say it shows you it's possible. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, wait a minute. So yeah. you're telling me. Right. I made $50 right. on this. So. Right. How many more views would I have to get? Or how right. many more videos would I have to publish? And right. it starts turning into a numbers game. Yep. How can I start getting these on a regular basis? How can I start doubling yeah. this? How can yeah. I start quadrupling this? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember when my first... It was back when the internet started. No. No. 
So Cat wow. Bandana, um, they they upload one time per week or more. They do gaming content. The goal of the channel is 5,000 uh, subscribers. The question is, how can I make my commentaries engaging um, as that of a more prominent YouTubers? I've made progress in reducing my stuttering and having substantial topics to discuss. How can I speak like the commentary of those bigger YouTubers? So this isn't going to be what you want to hear. Oh, boy. But this deserves a solo shot. Uh, right. So, so this isn't this isn't what you want to hear. But, but trying to emulate other content creators is the fastest way to make yourself invisible, because then you just become another one of them instead of becoming the only version of you. Okay. So make sure that you're keeping that in mind in terms of long term. However, when it comes to like, hey, I'm just trying to get going, I'm just trying to figure this thing out. One thing that people do in music is if they're trying to learn how to do something, like D, for example, was telling me, because um, I'm trying to learn a little bit of, I, I'm just like dabbling and playing bass right now. So he's like, hey, if you're you wanna... doing nothing. Right. And right, you're pretending right. that you're doing it. Right. So he was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, sitting on your sofa and going like this yeah. for five minutes isn't practicing. Yeah. But, um, but when, when uh, one of the things he told me today is he's like, hey, if you're trying to learn how to play bass, then uh, listen to Sly and the Family Stone and try to like play along Sly. to what it is that they're doing. To them, okay. Sly in the family stone. But, Jeez. but the same, but the same thing applies. Where you'll never, <laughs> you'll never play bass if you're calling it fly on the family. There goes that clip. Fly in yep. the family Thanks, stone. Thanks, D. All right, start so, over. So, start over. So the idea is that when, uh, you know, when you're first getting started, and you're like, I, like, I wonder how they're doing this. I wonder, you know, how they do that. Try to impersonate them. Don't necessarily like impersonate them in your video because you still want that to be the version of you, but try to communicate like they do and try to literally impersonate them. And then by doing that, just like learning how to play an instrument by following along with how professionals do it, it starts to teach you things that maybe you wouldn't have noticed. Like, oh, okay, so it seems like since they're saying this and then they're cutting to another clip and they're picking it up this way, it seems like when they, sl when they slow it down and they end it on a low note, they either bring it back up from that low note or they'll start in on a, on a high note and then bring it back in from there. And, and you'll just start noticing all of these little details about how people are putting everything together. And you'll also notice little things like some content creators, they'll do it to where they say the thing and then what they're saying is still trailing off underneath um, if you're looking at it from a timeline perspective. What they're saying is still uh, trailing off while they're starting the new the new clip right so you'll start noticing little things like that but when you try to emulate them just for that practice then your brain is going to start picking up on things because you're trying to do exactly what it is that they're doing so i would try to literally imitate them just don't do it in your content imitate them so you can learn what it is that they're doing and then start thinking to yourself okay how can how can i do this in in my way so maybe i'm going to increase my speech pattern maybe i'm going to you know edit differently or something like that but i still need to make it unique to me, right? That's the idea. And keep in mind also, what you see one content creator doing isn't necessarily the perfect fit for your audience either. So depending on, you know, cause you're on gaming content. So in that particular case, it's probably gonna be similar, you know, when you're, when you're watching other people. Um, but you know, you definitely wanna try to find something that you can do to stand out, to separate you from those big YouTubers that are already doing it so that you can have something unique that, you know, that, that helps people connect to you. Because you don't want to just be another one of them. I can't believe my brother, my own flesh and blood, called them fly. In this Dude, I, yeah, I'm doing this in real time here, man. Fly, Give me a break. Give me a break. I'm doing it in real fly time. Fly in the family. So, yep. First of all, that's a cool name. Yeah. That's a cool name. Yep. Chantel says rub DMZ. Yeah. Yep. 
Daniel says, instead, yep. you can listen to the basses from Fred Zeppelin. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Yeah, yeah, I love where this is going. Yeah. Carly Suntana. Yeah. Yep. Juan Brown is pretty good, too. Some funky stuff. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, Hot Play is a pretty oh, good band. Not that's really good funny. for bass, but just general fun pop songwriting. Yeah. Check out Hot Play. Hot Play. Pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so good. <laughs> what, what, what else? What other band names could we, uh, could we mess up? I don't up? know. All yeah. of them, two apparently. Two-pack. Yeah. 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 Knives and Roses. I yeah. don't know. You can go yeah. on and on and on. Yeah, and on so and good. On. Yeah. Okay. Fly. Charles Santana. Fly yeah. in the Family Stone. It's a cool <laughs> name. It's, it's, it's embarrassingly wrong, but it's a cool name. Yeah. Yeah. So Eric Waite says he's got all their, uh, he's got all Fly's uh, eight-track tapes. Get the Fly traps. Yeah. 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 Pearl Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So good. Love it. <laughs> Love it. What have you done, D? What have you done? Yeah, okay. do I, I didn't do anything. So, uh, uh, Rage Against the Motion. Yeah. What did so, I do? Uh, I, I, I talked mom into keeping you. That's yeah, what I, I know, did. Right? I should have given you up for adoption. Right. Right. Don't, don't. You can't adopt somebody and then give them up for adoption again. I think that's against the well, rules. You can. Yeah. It's like a pass off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's like... yep. Taylor Slow. <laughs> Pink Lloyd. These are great. <laughs> Buns and Roses. Oh, yeah, just keep them coming. These are great. Yeah, I could do this all day. Yeah, we, we can spend the next hour just doing, like, just, like, weird band names. <laughs> oh, so fun. Red Hot Jalapenos. <laughs> or all Red Hot Jalapeno Peppers. That's great. The Beatles. The Beatles with the Beatles. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Insane Frown Posse. That paints a different picture, right? Black, eye, black oh Eyes God, Bees. Those are so good. Oh, man, this is great. Yeah. Plastic. <laughs> Yeah, Mark Payton Vlogs, thank you. Glad that you're enjoying the uh, content. Thanks for swinging by. Blue oh, Day. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the what instead of the who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, love it, love it, love it. Oh, see what God. you started? I know, right? Metallica. Yeah. I see what you did there, buddy. Good yeah. branding. Yep, love it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> dogs in uh, dogs in water. Okay, moving on, moving on. Do dogs in water. Uh, they do uh, the type of channels, draw dogs frolicking in water. The goal of the channel is to spread joy and make a living. And the question is, I've had several accounts. Um, can I combine Google ads to monetize quicker? No. So, uh, so you still have to hit the qualifications on every individual channel. Like if you have multiple channels, it's not going to, uh, you can't, you know, shortcut that process. Like you can't combine a bunch of different channels in order to make the, the, the one qualification. You have to do it individually per, uh, per channel. Steep purple. Love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, black eyed piece. These are so good. Oh man, it's great. All right, so uh, next up on our list here, we got Playing the Mom Game. Playing the Mom Game uploads one time per week or more. They've been on YouTube for less than a year. The type of channel is trying to figure that out. And the uh, goal of the channel is a creative outlet and to make some income. And the question is, I was doing videos about minimal wardrobes, decluttering and household things, and then did a few review videos that have taken off. My audience has never responded as well as they did to the review videos, and there has been a bump in growth. This is great, but I don't want to only be a review channel. Any advice for how to have a channel that includes reviews without having to buy new stuff all the time? So if the reviews were based around what it is that you already offer, which is basically, it seems like minimal because you're doing minimal wardrobes, you're decluttering, you know, that kind of stuff. So as long as the people that are interacting with your content for the reviews, as long as there's some crossover with what it is that you're reviewing with the other things that you're offering on your channel, then you're fine. Um, but if the reviews are about things that are completely different, then you're going to end up in a situation there. Um, but you can, you, you don't have to like, 
just because the reviews took off doesn't mean that you have to chase them and do them all the time. But what it does mean is that you know that people typically respond well to how you review. So you might be a really good reviewer. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to do them all the time. It could mean that, okay, as I'm putting my content strategy together over the next 30 or 90 days, I'm going to make sure that I have, you know, a certain number of reviews in there so that I can, you know, make sure that I'm keeping that review traffic coming in while I'm trying to build up these other pillars of content that I'm working on. So, uh, so hopefully that helps. Uh, see so here next up, we've got cheap Twix. Love that one. Cheap. Twix. Shout out to, shout good. out to, shout out to Twix. Um, says, uh, build with Mooney is our next one. They do woodworking content. The goal of the channel is to share, teach and have fun. And the question is I've uploaded 60 shorts and nine long form videos since I started over the past six months. Question, will my good long form videos ever get views like a short? So it depends. So you say you've done nine long form videos since you started over the last six months, which means that you're hardly publishing any long form content at all. So one thing that's important is to, you know, do the thing on a regular basis so that you can practice doing that thing and you can get better at doing that thing. So just because you publish them does not mean that you are guaranteed views on them. So if you have not gotten much of a response for them, then I would try to look at them with, uh, with nine months of experience and say, okay, if I was publishing these nine, you know, videos, why do I think people aren't responding? Responding to these um, and then from there or six months sorry um, and then from there start making changes based on you know how you think you know or why you think people didn't respond to those um, because again you know just publishing videos to YouTube isn't enough they have to be competitive for the platform way back in the day you could win by just publishing a lot of content to YouTube today all of that is completely different. Just mass uploading content, which you're not doing, um, but just you know, uploading content for the sake of uploading content that isn't you know uh, competitive with other videos on the platform. You're you know you're uh, uh, it's difficult to succeed uh, if you're not actively trying to improve and you're not actively learning from the videos that you publish and then publishing more content you know with what it is that you're doing. You can. If you're making really good videos that have a really high response and they're really competitive in the platform, you can upload less. But most people, when they upload videos to YouTube, they're not getting that higher level response. And because of that, you know, in order to keep, you know, things relatively consistent, they need to be uploading on a more consistent basis as well. So, you know, you might be in that crowd like the rest of us versus, you know, some of the people that do documentaries and things like that, and they can upload every like couple of months and be fine. Um, you know, it's a totally, you know, different thing from that, that, that you're offering compared to like a 30 minute or an hour long documentary on, on something that is designed around a story versus showing people how to do something, you know, around woodworking. So because of that, I would just get in the habit of publishing more content, learning from every video that you publish by using your YouTube analytics that are freely available to you in the YouTube, uh, the YouTube studio app and inside of your creator studio, um, you know, if you're accessing it from a computer, learn from your analytics, help those make you help use those to make better decisions when it comes to your content that will create a, a better satisfactory experience for your viewers. Okay. Number 30 in the uh, form there, D. So, uh, the, Next question here, somebody that's about to start a channel. They do bi-weekly content. The type of channel is um, starting a new channel, giving info for people who may be high risk for cancer uh, based on family history. 
the goal of the channel is to get information to people who think um, who think or know that they have a high risk for cancer based on family history and or genres. Any suggestion for someone who's starting um, an independent health-related channel not associated with a health institution? I'm a certified licensed genetic counselor. So the very first thing is that you should know about if you are bringing health advice to YouTube is that they do have health certifications. So YouTube does have, I um, mean, you can just hop into Google and look for information about this. But if you are a channel that's sharing health-related information, it's important that you do go through and get you know the health certification um, from YouTube so that ba they basically legitimize you um, through you know through that particular program um, for YouTube. So I would go through that particular process so that you can make sure that you're giving yourself the best possible you know advantage there. And then from there, outside of that, you are going to be following the same rules that we all that we all follow, which is that you have to publish content that's targeted towards those people, which you already understand. You've made it clear who it is that you're trying to reach there, so you're nailing it there. And then from there, you have to learn how to make content in a way that creates a good experience for them. From the moment they see your content, they need to be able to identify that it has something to do with that. And then from, from your thumbnail, and then your title needs to be able to, uh, you know, compel them to click on that video in some way if your thumbnail doesn't do it by itself. But you want to make sure that you're always considering that your topic thumbnail and your title, they all work together as a team to win the click. And now the autoplay is also, you know, like their best friend that's also coming in to help win that click as well. And then once somebody comes into your content, um, then it needs to be a good experience for them there, which you'll, if, you're, if they're not already getting that good experience, you'll learn how to do it over time by studying your audience retention reports and seeing how people are responding to everything it is that you're doing in your content. But the very first step is I would definitely go through that certification to make sure that you are, uh, to make sure that you are, you know, good to go there. And really quick, um, for um, this might be a side conversations that was happening, um, but just to make sure that everybody knows. So uh, Renee, uh, Renee Ritchie, who is YouTube's creator liaison, he said, liaison says, um, sometimes long form creators think shorts are hurting their channels when they're actually publishing fewer long form while spending time on shorts. So it's important to look at per video performance. And then he also says, maybe each long form video is doing better. Looking at uh, a channel level won't show that. So, uh, so there you go. Some additional information there coming from him. And uh, so here, next up on our list, we got number 31. Sam Sipet. Sam Sipet. We got uh, Max the Mulliken. Says they do daily content. Um, the type of channel is about their parrot. The goal of the channel is entertainment content. The goal, uh, the question is, I found my channel viewers drop significantly when I changed thumbnail stars, stories, uh, styles, started putting a lot more work into them. But even after switching back, views are still down. We are at 20,000 followers and it's disheartening to see slow growth. How do we know if this is a seasonal slump or related to thumbnails? Go in and look at how people are responding to your recent content compared to your older content. In addition to that, inside of how I was talking about the grouping feature before, you can also compare date ranges in YouTube as well in the analytics. You can go in and you can say, okay, this is about where my traffic dropped off. And if you want to see where it dropped off, you can go in and you can um, go into your traffic sources report. And then you're going to see a line graph in your traffic sources report. You can stretch that out to as long as you need to in order to be able to see, you know, where your traffic comes up and where it goes down. And then when you see, you know, the significant drop-offs, then you can go in there and you can be like, okay, this is going to be the before and after. And you can compare those two things together to see if there's a different response and you know what you're doing now compared to what it was that you were doing before uh, the traffic fell off so to speak and then sometimes just so you know when it comes to youtube channels 
Sometimes you'll have just a few videos that are driving a majority of the traffic, and then sometimes those videos can change as well. Like right now, as we're having this conversation, I'm taking a big hit on my AI background video. Um, yeah, it's a really big hit. It was like like it was like this, and then it's like woo uh, on that particular video. Like uh, it happened over the course of like a day. <laughs> so that video is just you know going uh, it's just sinking right now. It might come back up later, um, but you know I'm not concerned about it because like I said, I've been doing this for nine years. So I did go in and I made some tweaks to the um, actual title itself so that I can, you know, optimize it a little bit better for search because it was more optimized for recommendations before, but now that it's falling off on, um, and browse features. So I just went in and, you know, changed the title up so that I can, you know, one, give it just one more, maybe fresh breath. And then two, so that I can try to compete a little bit better in uh, YouTube search as well by having, you know, that done better because people responded well to that video. Um, it's just, you know, it's come to the end of its life cycle or somebody published something else that, uh, that is more competitive than my video and theirs is kind of eating my lunch, so to speak, or the overall interest has, has fallen down because the people that are watching those videos, because there's a bunch of them now, the people that are watching those videos could now know how to do that. And, you know, the whole, you know, buzz of that type of thing could be over. And because of that, that could also be causing the video to, uh, to fall. Well, not AI, but just that AI particular thing of using those tools. <laughs> no, definitely not saying that. But using those tools... Yeah, using those tools, though, um, you know, on the background, it could just be a, you know, thing where people are not as into it anymore. Or, like I said, I could just be getting, you know, somebody could have come in with just a much better video. Or next week, it could Yep. So, Chantel says your mic is off. Yep. Yep. So, I did, though. I had to how, hear it. So, um, how long has my mic been off? I don't know. Yeah, she just mentioned it. It's for the best. Yeah, it's for the best. Yeah, he's been over there yapping. Yeah, so good thing. I was actually over here sniffing. Yeah, yep. did you hear me sniffing? No, I didn't. Yeah. So, um, how big is the map? Is our next question. They upload one time per week or more. Uh, they have a gaming channel, and the goal of the channel is to walk across all maps of all open world games ever made. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, the question is: One of my videos got one hundred seventy-six thousand views, and then suddenly. Um, it gets an age restriction for no reason. I sent a tweet to Team YouTube, and they helped me. They told me they made a mistake. The age restriction is gone now, but now the amount of views got stuck at 176,000. What can I do to let my video grow again? Yeah, in that particular case, um, uh, yeah, like basically you hit that, you had an issue, and this is one of the this is one of the things when things get appropriately hit like that is um, is now you're kind of stuck at that you know stuck at that it might end up coming back I don't know when they actually released that or when they changed that um, but I would I would definitely send them a message and be like hey you guys took it off but now it's you know pretty like it's staled out and just let them know that that's going on too I'm not sure if there's anything that they can do but if it was me, if I had something that staled out like that and it just completely stalled out, I would do exactly what I just did with that video that I was talking about, the AI background video. And I would go in and I would I would give it some time first, right? Because maybe, you know, it needs to, you know, be there a few days and then it'll start getting more traction. But I would first check to see if you're getting impressions. If you're getting impressions, then in that particular case, you're probably gonna be okay. But, um, but I would definitely, uh, if it was me, if it stalls out for a period of time, then I would say, okay, I'm going to go in, maybe, you know, tweak the title a little bit, maybe update the thumbnail, um, you know, maybe change a little bit in the description um, and then save it there and just see if that causes it to, you know, any change to happen because then the impressions that it's giving, people will respond a little bit differently to that thumbnail or maybe a, a, a lot differently to that thumbnail so and title change. Um, and that can cause, you know, um, that can cause the, you know, they, the right this, people to this, be seeing it again. This is Max the Mulliken, right? No. 
Oh. No, this is, uh, this is uh, how big is the map. Oh, okay. Oh, he said, uh, we did a massively viral video that That's dipped, Max, and that right. could That's... be uh, correlated to. Yeah, it could. That's what I was going to read. Um, Xenian Empire. Uh, they do gaming content. The goal of the channel is for fun, then hopefully make it a full-time job. The question is, if I play COD uh, campaign, for example, I upload each mission as a video, then would YouTube punish me if I take all the mission videos and put it into one video that would be like one to three hours long? So technically what you're doing there is you are doing like a remix of the content or a compilation of the content. And by their rules, that's that's okay. So is... As long as you're making something that is a different experience for the viewers, then in that case, it's fine. The problem is if you're like, okay, um, I'm uploading the same video to my channel over and over again, or I'm uploading the same video to multiple channels, things like that, that's where you run into problems. But if you're like, hey, I'm gonna take the best moments from all this and I'm gonna make it into like a best moments video compilation, yeah. um, or I'm gonna take like the best videos and I'm gonna put those together as a compilation of the best like COD videos or whatever, um, you, you can do that. Let's see here. So Arita Thor, uh, Theodoru, I hope I'm saying that correctly. They upload one time per week or more. They do vintage 1950s lifestyle. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, the goal of the channel is to uh, see here. Job says, um, hey, Nick and D, thank you so much for your advice. Looking now from Mexico. Love it. Hey. Yeah, so D spent like two years in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, he actually is going back to Mexico soon uh, to, to uh, hang out for a little bit. About a year. Yep, for about a year. Oh, you're going in about a year. Yeah. <laughs> so not too soon. Yeah. Well, nine months. Nine months. Give or take. So, um, uh, but the goal is to become a full-time YouTuber. And the question is, I relaunched my channel after many years, previously making videos in Greek and doing fine. Now I want to target U.S. and Europe audience since I'm in the same niche still, but most of my subs are from before. Does that confuse YouTube and hinder my views? If it was me, I would start a new channel because you're going to be, you're going to be trying to fight uphill otherwise. Um, so I would, I, if it was me, I would start a new channel from scratch uh, targeting the, the U.S. audience. Or not targeting the U.S. audience. I'm sorry, targeting the English-speaking audience, since that's what you're that's what you're going for. <laughs> I love how you just assumed all English yeah, speakers yeah, in the U.S. Was, yeah, that's that's yeah. why I had to I'm correct trying it. To, I'm trying to right. I'm trying to make videos to reach people who speak American. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Speak American. Speak American. Then. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, inspired moment with Ola Ana says uh, they do Christian uh, Christian channel. The goal of the channel is to inspire people to find purpose and direction in life. Um, the question is, I started my channel on the 25th of August, 2023, but I noticed that a lot of people view but don't subscribe. How do I increase the subscribers? So people will subscribe on their own, but asking them to subscribe will cause more people to subscribe to your channel. Um, you don't have to make a big production out of it, but just let people know as somewhere in the video without it you know, being a big you know, ordeal, just simply say, Oh, hey, by the way, I upload videos like this every Monday. So if you're enjoying this, make sure you subscribe. Yeah. And just putting that out there, it reminds people that are watching or interacting with the content that aren't thinking about subscribing. It reminds them that that option is there. And you tell them, you know, I do this very often. So if you're enjoying this, which is the qualifier, then subscribe. So then all you're doing is you're speaking to the people that are legitimately enjoying the content, which means they are also likely the people that are going to come back to the channel if they do subscribe. If you speak American, right. consider, dri consider right. driving, right. consider subscribing to this channel. Yeah. Or driving. Or driving. You know, driving to yeah. the channel, too. That's Dri fine. You'll be driving for a while, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, just drive to the channel. It's fine. You'll, you'll know it when you get there. Yes. 
Just drive. Just keep driving. Yep, keep, keep driving until you hit the channel. Yep. Just keep driving. <laughs> yep. When you get to the end of that road, just keep going. Keep, keep going. going. <laughs> so uh, labor law with Ali. Uh, they do education, free labor law advice. Uh, the question, or sorry, the goal of the channel is creating awareness to employees and employers regarding South African labor law. Wow, that's very specific. It is. The yeah. uh, question is, is it difficult to grow education channels? As much as labor law is important, since almost everyone is employee, the traffic to my channel is slow. I'm getting views, but it doesn't appear that people watch content based on its importance. They do not. I can tell you this, that that people watch content based on what they care about, not necessarily what you think is important. So for example, Dee and I were joking today and and I was talking about the video that I'm publishing uh, on Monday and he was like, like, is it like a lot of like really good information in there? Cause it, I was explaining the, the same thing to him. This is a running joke. Yeah, he was this like, is, is it like a really helpful video? And I was like, yeah, th this, is a, this is a good one. They, they need to watch this. And he was like, oh yeah, he said, then it'll probably tank. And, and that's, you know, that's the thing is like, you have what you think that will add value to people. And then you have how people respond to things. Sometimes those align, sometimes they don't. So you could be in one of those situations to where, you know, people just aren't aligning with what it is that you're doing, or it could be that people would align, but the way that you're packaging up the content, maybe it's not causing people to stop and pay attention to it and then click on it to come in and enjoy the content. Or once they do come in to enjoy the content, it's also possible that you know, the way everything is set up or the structure of the video or the audio or, you know, something like that is causing people to leave the video as well. So, you know, you have to make sure you're looking at the whole picture instead of just looking at the topics. The topics, don't get me wrong, those are super like majorly important, but also being like, okay, is it the topic or is it that I'm just having a difficult time grabbing people's attention when they're hopping onto YouTube to watch videos about other things? Um, or is it that once they do click on my content, you know, once they come into it, they're just not sticking around because, you know, something is distracting them from the content. Yeah, what are we well, gonna say? I, yeah, I wanna add something else to this. Like, I love what you're doing, but you have to understand if you are specifically targeting South African labor law, there's only a certain amount of people who are going to be interested in that to begin with. Mm -hmm. So instead of targeting the entire world, you're targeting specifically people who are interested in South African labor law. Mm -hmm. And that's still going to be probably in, in, into the millions, but I would guess that it might be a little bit slower growing than general labor law. Yeah. So accessibility wise for yes. that content. Yeah. First, you got to be working in South Africa. Yeah. Second, you have to feel like you are being, I, I'm assuming, like abused in some way in terms of the labor, or just not so that you're or, so that you're interested in it, right? Um, and then right. am I getting three, a fair shake here at this job, right? Or how do I fairly treat my employees, right? Either right. one, yeah. depending on the angle they're taking, yeah. Um, and then uh, three, they have to care about labor law just in general, right? So you know, you, you got three really big asks there um, before you know, uh, you know, it before the content is you know accessible to someone. Yeah. And really quick, that's something that everybody needs to think about as well. Like when you're publishing your videos, you know, always think, is there like anything that you're doing when you're framing this um, that is standing in the way of some people being able to, ex um, to, to access it? 
based or choose to click on it based on you know the things that that they care about or the things that they need to know so a lot of podcasters will do this to where they'll optimize a whole episode around a specific guest and not a ton of people know that guest at yeah. least not enough that make it you know to where it's something that you know is going to cause a lot of people to click on it like for example if i'm on a podcast some people will optimize that podcast around me but and there's not so enough stupid. people. That's it is. so stupid. Well, it's not dumb. It's no, just, it's I always just not write knowing. them. I'm like, that's so stupid. You shouldn't oh, okay, do that. Yeah. yeah. But, but we the barely idea, even know him in our own family. Like, like, like. <laughs> there's just not enough people that know me to, to make that a good choice, right? So instead, you know, the better thing to, to open that content up to a more broad audience is to optimize around the topic, right? Instead of the person. But there's a lot of, you know, examples of that, you know, with all different types of content. But the idea is you want to think like, hey, am I making any qualifiers, um, you know, when I'm packaging this up? Up, am I am I making any qualifiers that that are going to limit the amount of people that this is going to be able to serve? Now, don't don't confuse this with being a niche content creator or serving a particular niche. Um, what you want to think about is yes, I'm serving that niche, but I also want to make this content have as much broad appeal within this niche as possible. And is there anything that I'm doing with this packaging to make it not accessible to as many people within this niche? Yeah, let me throw something else out here. Mike and, Phillips, what's up, dude? Hey, Mike, I, I don't know what your expertise is, but since you're discussing South African labor law, I'm going to guess it's pretty vast in regards to employment. Instead of just being hyper-focused on labor law, and if this fits within your wheelhouse of knowledge here, consider going a little bit more broad. And while you have that, maybe have some videos on tips and tricks on how to get employed, right? Here's warnings to look out for when you're trying to get a job or here's Use some a different bait to get them into what it right. is that you're like, doing yeah. and then spread awareness about the well, labor or, laws. Yeah, I'm just like, go after general employment. Hmm. And you could go from both sides, you know, how to hire employees, how to land the perfect job. Here's five tips to get the better, well, whatever, it, you know, get through an interview. There's lots of different things that you could do that cover employment. And then within those videos, you could also cover labor law in general, because because then you're, you're reaching out to everyone who's interested in finding a job and everyone who's interested in hiring someone versus people who are only interested in labor law. Just throwing that out there. Food for thought. Yeah. Mike Phillips says optimize for Dan Nimmin instead. Everybody knows that. He watches Yeah, he says the secret. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Dan watches everything. So uh, Motive Music Studios. You know why he watches everything? Who, Dan? Yeah. Why? Because we tape him to a chair and put Uh, two picks in his eyelid. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Can't sleep, Dan, until you get done with this playlist. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Motive Music Studios is the next channel here. They do creative inspiration for piano teachers. The goal of the channel is to share creative teaching tips and piano music by contemporary composers. The question is, how do you deal with a large amount of emails regarding helping your YouTube channel? Any uh, tips? Yep. Oh, boy. Delete. <laughs> no. So, so um, I actually will sift through those. So I get a lot of those emails as well. So, like, if yours is people asking you for people about, you know, like piano stuff. Like, um, it's part of the gig. So, you know, like if you are going to be helping people in any capacity with anything on YouTube, you have to be willing to accept that side of things. So I had a period of time where I kind of lost sight of that. You read emails where people reach out offering to help you grow your channel. Oh, when they offer to help me, hold on. I think that's what he means. Helping Helping your, you, oh, I thought they meant like people reaching out to me to help them with their channels. Got it. 
Yeah, so if you're getting a, lar a large amount of emails of people, you know, um, regarding helping your YouTube channel, so if they're reaching out to you, because there are a lot of people that are reaching out to YouTubers right now, and everybody should know about this, there's a lot of people reaching out to YouTubers right now offering, like, consulting services, yeah. um, and they don't, like, they're just reaching out to people because, yeah. you know, they see it as, like, a money-making thing. So because of that... Um, if you don't want any of that, then in that particular case, if you're using like Gmail or something like that, Filters. set up a filter. Yeah. yeah, set up a filter in Gmail. So as soon as those come in, it will automatically, based on, you know, grow your YouTube channel or, you know, YouTube consultant or however you want to do it, um, put all those filters together. And then when those hit your inbox, it's going to go straight into that folder and you're not even going to have to see it. Yeah, I make my Gmail and I still lose stuff. Yeah. But I, I make filters to get rid of stuff that I don't want. I get, I make filters to identify like if a domain a domain name is expiring or if I make an affiliate sale mm -hmm. or if there's some sort of a warning on. Like I use all these different keywords. I mean, and sometimes stuff gets domains expiring. I like that one. I haven't done that one yet. Oh yeah, good. yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. really good. And I actually have a couple. So if you have something through, I don't know, just say Direct Nick, they'll give you like ninety days out, sixty days, thirty days, fifteen days. And then, like when the 15 day comes or the seven day comes, like that's red. Mm. And that, and I'll make a longer filter so it really stands out. Nice. Yeah. You, you can filter Gmail like crazy. Unfortunately, sometimes good mails get filtered into the wrong place. Mm. I, I have had things thrown away before um, by accident, but you know. You can be very specific too. Like if you know, okay, well, I'm getting, I'm getting emails from YouTube, and I always want YouTube emails to come through. You can say from this sender, and then you can target different keywords and then filter them out certain ways. So Six Shop, thank you for the super chat. Says I was going back to making uh, content chat. every day. I've done it two days in a row. How many days should I do it to gauge if it's working? So here's the thing: it's not that you know, publishing videos every day um, by itself is gonna do anything. It's that the content that you're publishing, if people respond to it, that's the thing. So what mm. you need to do is you need to, you know, you can still do it every day so you can get more content out there to see how people are responding to it. But keep in mind that just because you're publishing more doesn't mean that anything's gonna do better if people aren't responding to the content in a better way. So what I would do is I would just, you know, keep up that pace for as long as, you know, you want to and then revisit the videos and be like, okay, are people clicking on this? Um, are, are people, you know, once they come into this video, how are they responding to it there? Let me look at my retention to see if my retention is competitive with other videos of similar length. And by doing that, it's going to help you, you know, learn how to make, if you're not already, um, cause you might already be crushing it, I'm not sure, but it'll help you learn how to, uh, you know, uh, make your content in a better way that will facilitate um, a, better, a better viewer experience. So remember when it comes to YouTube these days, quality, is important. Um, quantity can also be advantageous, but quantity by itself won't win the game. Quality by itself can, right? Like for the people that, like I was talking about before, that do like documentaries and things like that, you know, they have high quality content and they, and they can get away with publishing once a month or Mark once Rober. every couple months. Yeah. Mark Rober. Right? So like when you're making content of that level, then you can get away with doing less because it's super high quality in terms of the viewer response because that's what determines quality, right? How people respond to it. Um, but on the other side of it, you know, if you were to just start uploading a bunch of content, that by itself doesn't do anything if people aren't responding to the content. Yeah. So because of that, first you have to get, I mean, what I recommend is, you know, publishing a lot so that you can practice, but only publish a lot if you're actively 
in your stats and you're actively trying to, uh, you know, make better, you know, content and you're actively trying to learn so that you can make the next video better, only go daily if you're going to be doing that. Because again, flooding the platform isn't going to do anything for you if people aren't responding to the content. So, um, so because of that, I would make sure that you're focusing on, if you're publishing a lot, make sure that you're just, that you're really paying attention to how people are responding to uh, to everything it is that you're doing. And then from there, once you can get consistent quality, then that's where you can ramp things up, right? Because then it's like, okay, I'm putting out really good stuff and I have the capacity to do it, you know, a lot in terms of every day, then that's where you can really make a big, you know, really make a big difference. Mike Phillips says, careful about sharing info with randos too. <laughs> Lots of people are trying to take over channels, yes. hacks, et cetera, now yep. too, besides the money. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you be really yeah all kinds of weird stuff going on right now. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I haven't watched it yet, but Daniel Battelle and and Leon Segev did a live stream together talking about internet security. Mm -hmm. Haven't watched it yet, but I know it's I know it's awesome. Yep. So probably yeah, something... we're gonna do a video on my channel too. Oh, awesome. With Lee Run. Yeah. Yep. So that's probably something you guys want to watch and then come back and watch mm -hmm. that video as well. Mike Phillips says creeping up on five years of Niminati love. Appreciate everything you guys do for the community. No one better than the Niminati. Thank you for that, Mike. Super appreciated. Love the uh, endorsement. I love the beard. Yeah, yeah, that too. That too. My, Mike, what was that? What was that ice fishing show? What was that? I'm not sure. What's the, you know what I'm talking about? The I don't watch shows about ice fishing. I'm not sure. Deadliest catch. Oh yeah, I watched that. <laughs> you did I watch got it. me. I got gotcha. me. Yeah, you got Deadliest me. Deadliest yep. catch. Mike, the beard is awesome. It looks like mm. you're like you're a star on Deadliest <laughs> Catch. I miss my beard. I need to grow my. It's grow so, it. It's so hot here. Well, then don't grow it then. <sighs> right. Yeah, you got two choices: grow it or don't. Or or choice. <laughs> do or do not. Number three. Wise words right there. There is I'm no try. I'm growing a beard vicariously through Mike Phillips. Okay. Okay. That is a Mike fourth. is growing the beard for the two of us. Okay. That's Thank good. You, Mike. That's a fourth option. Thank you, Mike, for carrying the beard torch. Yep. Thanks for your service. Thank you for your service, Mike. Yep. I appreciate it. My follicles, my chin follicles, and my cheek follicles, yep. we salute you. Yep. Yep. So uh, uh, Renee says that uh, Nile Red makes a few 45-minute long chemistry videos a year and often gets 10 million-plus views. Says Whoa. YouTube has lots of models, uh, lots of sorts of models that work. Nile Red. I'm going to add that to my Ooh, example is it, list. Is it No Shave November? Is that what it is? Yeah, the beard torch. I don't think Carry No it. Shave is the thing for November, D. <laughs> um, I, think that, I think there's something else. In, it, uh, it is in no shave November. Okay. Yeah, guys grow their beards out in November. Okay. No shave November. All right. Well, is there like a like a movement behind it, like a purpose, or just uh, just I don't know, just manly stuff, I guess. Okay. Just just okay. I don't just know. flexing your testosterone. Just, just, yeah. Okay. Just asserting our dominance, our dominance over our follicles. Okay. Our face follicles. Okay. Like, hey, follicles, listen. Yeah. You better keep growing. Yeah. And eating more protein to get it out there faster. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Suburban Acreage is our next channel here. November. Uh, that's what it's called. Movember. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Um, DIY and uh, tutorials about lawn care. Um, so again, this is for Suburban Acreage. The question is, you mentioned that Opus Clip makes over 40 shorts out of your live streams. 47, 48 is usually the number. Says, what does your workflow look like for getting all those clips to YouTube? Is there a bulk uploading feature either through Opus or through YouTube? So here's what's going on. So when it comes to that, um, currently the workflow is this. Go into um, Opus Clip, figure out the clips that are going to work, download those. When I download them, I save the title itself um, that I'm going to use on, on YouTube as the actual you know file name. So then when I upload it, YouTube 
YouTube will automatically make that the title as well. Um, then I batch upload them as unlisted. So make sure that you go into your upload default. You have everything set to unlisted. But I, I, I batch them up as unlisted. I just drag them all into the thing. Then YouTube will upload them. And then from there, I'll go in and then I will, uh, you know, schedule them to publish. And then like, that's it. Um, so I'm actually behind on those right now on my clips channel. Like I said, I've had a busy week, um, but I'm behind right now on my clips channel. So this coming week, I'll be adding that. And then from there forward, it's going to be, you know, daily again on that particular channel as well. So I might actually call in help for that. And they're also making, and I'm not sure I'm allowed to talk about this yet, but I'm going to anyway, because oh, I boy. think I can. Oh, God. Um, so soon you're going to be able to just like, just hit like go from directly in Opus, and it's going to be able to upload them like wherever it is that you are uh, wanting to, you know, get those videos. So, uh, so that's going to help massively with the workflow because it's going to remove the need to download them first before you upload them somewhere else, you know, scheduled or unlisted. So Movember is to raise money and awareness for prostate cancer. Oh, and for okay. Men's health. Okay. Okay. That makes sense then about the beard, right? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Tech takeaway. We should sign we should go get like a colonoscopy, get the prostate prostate checked. Okay. Sounds like a good it sounds like a good time. Sounds like a party. Yeah, sounds like a party. Yeah, we're of that age. Yeah. Yeah. So um uh tech takeaway. Welcome um, to prostate talk with the Nimmons. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to say sometimes. Yes. <laughs> sometimes I, just don't, I don't know what to say sometimes. I'm just like, it's Ooh. November. Yeah. It's yeah, appropriate. Yeah. Uh, okay. 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 It's appropriate. Okay. 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 Yep. I'm, I'm on brand with the whole, I'm with it. I'm supporting the thing. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what do you do? Post our results somewhere? Like, is that the, is that the thing? I don't know. Live stream the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just faces, right? Yes. That's, that's the stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> close up of the face the whole time. <laughs> All right. Renee, okay. can we live stream that? Can you check? Yes or no? We need an answer right now, Renee. So uh, I'm going to start this over again. <laughs> <laughs> so... We've got a tech takeaway. They upload when they have time. Uh, they have a technology channel. The goal of the channel is improving my skills and building slowly. And the question is, what is the right time to start collaborating with others and looking for sponsors? The collaboration for the colonoscopy. Colonoscopy what? collaboration. Oh. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm going to start it over again. I'm going to leave the room. So, <laughs> so tech takeaway is the channel. So, so basically the question is, what's the right time to start collaborating with others and looking for sponsors? Um, early ideas to find sponsors when we recommend me to quit my job and do this full time. <laughs> so when it comes to, uh, when it comes to uh, doing this full time um, and quitting your job, the very first thing that I recommend is that you do have money saved up and that you have a very clear plan of what it is that you're gonna do, how it is that you're gonna monetize, what your publishing schedule is gonna look like, um, like your long-term plan for YouTube. Because what you're gonna do when you walk away from your job is you are going to, you know, you're going to have your job and where you're getting those checks you can count on where you don't have to make any decisions around that in terms of like, you have the things that you are required to do for your work. But when you leave work, you can leave all of that mentally, you can leave it all there. 
when it comes to relying on yourself um, and what it is that you're doing, and then being reliant on a platform, um, it creates additional risk and it also creates a lot more. Like people will be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my job working 40 hours a week um, so that I can you know maybe have a little bit more free time or whatever. And that can be the case if you design things in the right way. Um, that can be the case, and you can get into that position to where you don't have to spend tons of time working um, and you can still do great. However, um, as soon as you take that leap, then the thing that you're doing is on your mind all the time. Like when you're out in the world, you'll be thinking about like, okay, uh, you know, I got to make sure I do this, make sure I do that. And I got this call that I got to hop on. I got to do this and that and the other thing. And you're just always thinking about it because you're self-reliant at that point in time and everything comes down to you. So you can't afford to be lazy. You can't afford to just kind of coast. Like you're literally dependent on the actions that you take and those actions that you take are going to be reflected in the life that you get to live, um, you know, based around that. So because of that, like you got to show up, you got to do the thing um, and you are going to kind of live and die, so to speak, by your willingness to do that. Um, some people, you know, they'll, they have what it takes and they'll do it. Other people, they will try it and then it will be a lot for them. And then they'll be like, okay, well, let me, you know, kind of balance this with, you know, maybe a part-time job or something like that. But first, just be aware of what you're getting into. But once you, you know, get into that, then the next thing is uh, make sure that you do have money saved up. Some people call this a runway, right? So basically you have enough money saved up so that, you know, if things don't go exactly how you plan them to go right out of the gate, then in that particular case, you do have some money to lean on, which gives you more time to where you can fully commit for a period of time. So make sure that you do have money uh, saved up. I recommend six months to a year of all of your expenses, all of your lifestyle expenses, like your required expenses and your lifestyle expenses so that you can still live your normal life without sacrificing everything while you jump into this. Um, if you can't do that, then you know that's okay. But I would definitely try to balance things enough with your job and with what it is that you're doing on YouTube so that you can generate that money. Next, make sure that before you walk away, if you can do this, that you are generating the money that you need to not only uh, uh, take up the income that you're going to lose when you walk away from that job. But there are also additional expenses that come from being self-employed. Um, you're going to be on the hook for matching, you know, your own taxes. There's self-employment tax. If you're in the U S those types of things, you're also on the hook for your own health insurance and, you know, those types of things as well. So just make sure that you are prepared, you know, for those types of things also. So when it comes to quitting, the whole thing is coming down to just planning and making sure that you're giving yourself enough time and cushion and making sure that you understand what you're getting into. Um, if you're prepared for all of that and you start walking down that road, it can be extremely rewarding. It can also be extremely stressful. And, you know, there's also a lot of roller coaster, you know, emotionally things involved with that too. Um, but when it comes to collaborating with other creators, that comes down to whenever you're ready to do it. Some content creators don't collaborate with anybody. Some content creators try to collaborate with as much people as they can because that's a great doorway to open up relationships or to start new relationships. So another thing is when you start doing this on your own, it's going to get really isolating because when you go to your job every day, you probably have other people there that you talk to every now and then. Maybe you talk to them, you know, that person as you're walking in, maybe you have those people you talk to at lunch, those types of things. But when you start doing this stuff yourself, then everything just becomes like you, right? 
So you have your family and all of that that you know that's around you or your friends or roommates. You know if you have roommates, but you know the 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 job becomes really isolating. So because of that, collaborations are great for creating those relationships that you can talk to other people who are doing the same thing, um, and and that by itself is valuable. Now keep in mind there are online communities where you can talk to people as well that are other creators. We have it, you know, as part of the Nimanati. We have a Facebook group for it, and we're getting ready to open a, a Discord uh, part of the Discord for it. Um, in addition to that. There's also Tube Ritual, which is a free group. Um, there's also Video Makers and Marketers, which I think has been changed to Creators Helping Creators or something like that. That's Daryl Eve's group. Um, there's there's some really good ones, you know, on Facebook. There's also some Discords. There's also subreddits for YouTubers Hangout, um, to where you can, you know, at least you know be interacting in the conversations. Um, but you know, having other people that are doing similar things is really advantageous because um, it makes you feel like you're not alone. Right. When you're when you're trying to do stuff and if you see something weird like, hey, this is happening or, hey, you guys dealt with this before. It just gives you people to talk to. Um, and then next, when it comes to sponsors. Um, for that one, you can start looking for sponsors anytime you want, but just make sure that you do have something that you can, uh, you know, offer the sponsors. So you want to make sure that you have, you know, consistent view counts coming in so that when you do a sponsored video that they can at least count on you bringing, you know, the attention to the things that you're trying to bring attention to. In addition to that, if you are going to work for sponsors, if your content type supports it, um, try to get long-term, you know, contracts if you can, because then that keeps you off the hamster wheel and makes your life a little bit more pleasurable instead of always being on the grand grind for brand deals but one thing that i recommend that you do is there's a content creator called creator wizard his name is justin moore his whole entire youtube channel we actually have i think like two or three videos ago on my channel we did a video together you can watch that too to get familiar with him but uh on his youtube channel his entire thing is brand deals so if you are getting into brand deals, definitely make sure that you go check out his content because then you're gonna learn a ton about that process and what to ask for and like, you know, pitfalls that you're gonna run into and things like that. So make sure that you check him out um, as well. So hopefully all of that was helpful and I wish you, you know, the highest amount of luck in what it is that you're getting into. Um, if you are, you know, going to, uh, you know, take that leap, so to speak, and, um, you know, wish you the best of luck. That was 15 minutes. It's fine. It needed to be. 15 minutes. And you know who's been patiently waiting? D patience. Oh, nice. With the super chat. What's the super chat? Says, um, advice and tips on the best way to film and edit reaction videos to meet YouTube's guidelines. We want to discuss Shark Tank from an engineer's perspective. Okay. So, um, advice and tips on best ways to film and edit reaction videos to meet YouTube guidelines. So if you are editing other people's, oh, if you are doing the reaction videos, so the very first thing that I would do is I would, I would reach aren't, out to a, aren't some people having problems now with reactions? Um, I haven't ran across that, but I possibly I saw something on Twitter about that. So oh, people okay. are getting hit with, okay. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. know the details, but so the very first thing that I would do, especially if you're going to make this like a content pillar, um, is I would reach out to a, an attorney that specializes in copyright and ask them what is the best way that you can do it in order to protect yourself. Because when it comes to um, copyright, it's not just about YouTube guidelines. Um, it's more about copyright law. Because if you publish something and then you get a copyright strike on that, then um, or a copyright claim, either one, and you decide to dispute it, then you're starting a legal process at that point. And it becomes like out of YouTube's hands. So because of that, I would actually contact a, a lawyer that specializes in copyright. And then they're going to be able to steer you in the right direction. And what I would do is I would put together a, a video or two 
to showing them exactly what it is that you're doing and then ask them would you be able to defend this if you know if we did end up in court um, over this and then from there that will you know hopefully help you you know get on the right path and better understand what it is that you're trying to do in addition to that I would also make sure that you're hopping um, online and if you just go to I think it's like copyright.gov or something like that um, but you will or copyrightoffice.gov something like that but um, but there's educational material um, about fair use so I would also go and educate yourself on fair use as well because uh, you know that's basically going to be your defense um, and that's you know that's what you got in that particular uh, situation so uh, one thing that uh, uh, Renee Ritchie says right here is he says uh, look at dr. Mike legal Eagle etc where they provide significant value review slash criticism fair use fair use dealing is an affirmative uh, defense to Nick's point. Ian yeah, Corzine. So, yeah, one. Ian Corzine too. I think he does one. Yeah. So, but like using those is kind of like a lead, but really like, you know, if you, and I know that it's like an extra expense and, you know, things like that, but like, uh, you know, when it comes to this sort of thing, you want to make sure that you are playing by other rules and that you do understand what it is that you're getting into. A lot of people are just like, Hey, I'm going for it. I'm just going to do it based on how other people are doing it. And you can do that. But the thing that I'm trying to hedge against is, you know, five years down the road, let's say your reviews start taking off and everything's going amazing, somebody coming after you then, and then you end up losing stuff because of, you know, because of that. So, uh, so because of that, I would definitely talk to a lawyer first, just to make sure that you're doing everything in the best possible way to give yourself the highest level of uh, protection. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's worth if you can get like a 30 minute phone call yeah. or something like that, you got to pay for a 30 minute yeah. phone call with someone who this is in the wheelhouse of expertise. Yes. Yeah, and uh, Renee said that he thinks that Legal Eagle also recently made a video about this, so that might um, that might also give you a lead on you know places to start you know when it comes uh, when it comes to that. Yeah. So on that note, I want to remind everybody that you know if you're just getting started with all this stuff. Um, you know, YouTube does come with a learning curve, just like everything else. So if you are getting started, you are, you know, way early in that learning curve, like you're always going to be in it. You're always going to be learning stuff. It's part of the gig. Um, and you're always going to be trying to get better and all of those things. But, you know, if you're just starting out and you are one of those people that, you know, dropped a question in here that are having trouble, you know, getting things going and all that, just remember that you are, you know, in the learning curve and in order to, you know, do this stuff, um, you know, uh, uh, for a long period of time, you know, just embrace that learning curve because it's really easy to get discouraged. And like, if you don't see the views coming in, like you hoped that would come in on a specific video, it's really easy to get discouraged and lose your motivation to do it. But I want to assure you that most people, when they start YouTube channels, they're in a similar boat. So because of that, I just encourage you to embrace the learning curve. And if you embrace the learning curve and you lean on that and you're like, Hey, this video didn't do as good as I wanted. That's fine. I'm going to learn from that video and then I'm going to make another one based on what I learned from this one. If you rinse and repeat that process and you keep developing your skills as a content creator, you'll get there, right? So try not to get frustrated. I know it can be frustrating because we all want to do things quickly, but just try to embrace where you're at in the learning process and, um, and, keep, and keep seeing it through. And on that note, D, great stream. As always. Awesome. Yep. Yep. And um, everybody have a fantastic rest of your weekend. Just as a reminder, um, if you are, I mean, everybody here is a content creator, so I do have helpful things for you down in the description as well as links to sponsors and all that. So make sure that you check those out um, on the way out and that you hit the like button as well because I use that as feedback. And um, besides that, have an amazing rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next Saturday um, at 9 a.m. Eastern. And uh, remember to set your clocks as well because the time's changing if you are over there in the U.S. And uh, yeah, have a great weekend. See you next time.